It's time for Twit This Week in Tech. What a show we've got for you. Christina Warren is back. We've got uh, Devendra Hardawar from Engadget. Larry Maggot is here. We will talk about billionaires in space. Streaming media, whether it really is a good idea for Amazon to buy MGM. And why is Yahoo, just the brand, still worth more than a billion dollars in Japan? It's all coming up next on Twit. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Twit. This Week in Tech, episode 831, recorded Sunday, July 11th, 2021. Do you even rock it, bro? This episode of This Week in Tech is brought to you by Molecule. Molecule's reimagining the future of clean air, starting with the air purifier. For a limited time, save up to $120 on Molecule air purifiers by visiting Molecule.com and using the promo code TWIT at checkout. Enjoy free shipping and a 30-day home trial on your order. And by ExpressVPN. Be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash twit for three extra months free with a one-year package. And by Casper. When it comes to a better night's sleep, Casper's new cooling collection has you covered. Focus on tomorrow. Let Casper handle the rest. Explore Casper products, mattresses, sheets, pillows, and more at casper.com slash twit1. And use the code twit1 for $100 off select mattresses. And by Our Crowd. Our Crowd helps accredited investors invest early in pre-IPO companies alongside professional venture capitalists. If you're interested, join Our Crowd for free at OURCROWD.com slash twit. It's time for Twit This Week in Tech, the show where we cover the week's tech news. Three of my favorite people in studio with us from ConnectSafely.org. Larry Maggot, great to see you. Great to be here. Al Jazeera commentator. Occasionally. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and still doing stuff on CBS News Radio. Nice. Yeah. And so we got him headphones so he looked like he was on the radio. <laughs> right. I feel much more comfortable if I'm radio than on television. Unfortunately, these are Aunt Pruitt's headphones and he has a massive head. So huh. you look like a small child wearing earmuffs. Yeah. yeah, it's a good look. It's that's Welcome. warm, too. <laughs> I'm it's glad you came in. <laughs> and and I, I, I said this off camera, but I'll say it or on, off mic. It's a little weird that I could touch you. This is the, Leo is the first person I've been around other than my family without a mask indoors. So It's funny how uh, real people smell, isn't it? <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. That's, that's Christina Warren. She is senior Hello. planet advocate at Microsoft. And we can tell from the stuffed animals behind you an Animal Crossing fan. Yes. That's yes. good. Um, no, they, they made these Build-A-Bear Animal Crossing toys, and <laughs> I just had to buy them. Tom I was Nook, like, they're and, Tom uh, Nook and Isabel. Isabel, they run the front okay. desk uh, in the city mm-hmm. in the city hall. They're great. Uh, they're your best buddies, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. I want to get, uh, there's a few, though, I need uh, of my uh, residents that I need. I have the goth hippopotamus <laughs> or something. I can't. <laughs> That's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's Devendra Hardawar. Great to have you, Senior Editor at Engadget. Moved, Hello. Happy to be to here. Atlanta. Yeah. Last time we talked, you had moved to Atlanta. Are you happy? 
It's uh, it's good. It's very quiet. It's much slower than New York, but uh, the piece is nice, you know? Yeah. You could park in mm-hmm. front of your house. I can. And so, inside the house, too. It's great. Isn't that a wild experience after you've lived <laughs> in a city? Wait a minute. My yeah. car's right here. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. No, no, I didn't spend an hour looking for a parking space. It's amazing. Uh, great to have all three of you. You have the GitHub uh, little, is it octopus tube behind you? There? Yes. Yeah, the Octocat. Octocat, because it's a cat with yes. eight legs. It's a cat with, with eight legs, exactly. Yes. GitHub uh, launched something in beta that is fascinating to me called Copilot. We've been talking a little bit about this. Uh, the idea is it's artificial intelligence that will help write your code for you, right? Is that right? Yes, that's right. It's, it's a Visual Studio Code extension, and it, you know, based on what you're writing, can give you suggestions. So, uh, like, when you press tab, you know, for some of your tab completion stuff, it can give you some suggestions. And it's really it's really good. It's uncanny. Uh, I know that for me, like, what I've been using it for is if I'm writing something in JavaScript and I'm using, like, an API that I don't know or use very often, and rather than opening up Stack Overflow or, like, the, the API, you know, like, uh, docs, um, if I know a, a few of the kind of the characters and if I'm starting to kind of write what I'm trying to do, it usually can do a pretty good job of inputting the rest of, of what I need. Yeah, GitHub, I mean, uh, Visual Studio and uh, uh, Microsoft Studio have had for a long time auto, a lot of code auto completion, which is really right. a nice feature where you just type the first few letters, you hit tab and you can see the whole thing. But this goes way beyond it. If it's yeah. It's kind of like clippy. for coding it's like well i see you're uh, writing a linked list and and it will suggest code there's been a lot of conversation about it though because it's it's kind of it's getting the snippets from public repositories on github that's the training material right yeah so so we used gpt3 um algorithm which honestly look maybe like and I'm not, I want to be clear, like, I'm not speaking on behalf of, of GitHub or anything. But from what I understand, like, that data set is available for anyone to use. Right. So anyone could use it's from GPT-3 It's from a, openai.org, I think, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Openai.org and, and their GPT-3 algorithm. And it's using the data set, which is, you know, the, the code that is um, a public on GitHub. Now, anybody else could use that and, and write something similar if they wanted to or, or build something else similar. But, yeah, that's that's what the training data is based on. It's kind of, it's a... It's a a peek into the future in some respect there's <laughs> there have been some interesting uh, anomalies but it is early days yet so i i'm not going to hold it against it. it it apparently quoted some quake code that had a obscenity in the did you Ooh. see that <laughs> obscenity in, yeah. the, in the comments oh, I in, in the yeah. comments yeah right. well i mean you have you had to to be clear like to to get that to come up you would need to be pretty specific about yeah. what you're typing in for yeah. it to fill things in it's not <laughs> as if it's just going to insert that in <laughs> What is more interesting to me is like when you just have a, a new file and what kind of the recommendations for that are. Uh, it, and it's, it is fascinating to see. And, and I think that as the feedback comes in from people who are, because it's in private um, preview right now, as more people are led into it and as they get more feedback, obviously they'll make adjustments to, to what it does. GPT-3 uh, wants to put uh, <laughs> Devendra and Larry out of business. That's the one that can also write prose. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I've think, heard about this. Yeah, I think yeah. it can, it can yeah. even write. Uh, in fact, I think now already is writing, um, you know, sports updates. Yeah. Because yeah, it's and, very and easy. And stock updates, too. And yeah. stock updates, because mm-hmm. they're very mm-hmm. formulaic. Right? right. Yeah. And I suppose it could, mm-hmm. do, it could do general news headlines probably pretty easily. Yeah, you know, I don't know yeah. if it could do my obnoxious could, commentary. Can't do no. See, that's the thing. It can't yeah. do that. Like no personality. You know, yeah. No, well, because because 
people are freaking out when they hear this stuff. They're like, oh, you know, it's going to put writers out of business or coders out of business. And it's like, eh, no, A, we're not at that point yet. Uh, is the idea to eventually get to the point when you could create net new content that would be, you know, have its own kind of tone and personality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we there yet? No. But even if we were to be at that place, like, I feel like the stuff that this is best at, which would be things like sports score updates or right. stock updates or whatnot, that's not stuff if you're a journalist, you really want to be doing anyway. Like, that's... Yeah, that's, that's grunt the, work. That's, that's the... That's exactly. I mean, that's, that's the intern or somebody else's job. Yeah. And so, you know, the... Uh, that was always my least favorite part of doing, you know, stuff as as a journalist was having to kind of do those those fill in things. And mm-hmm. so, I'd be happy to pass that off. The same thing with some of the coding stuff. Like, but I don't have to access, you know, my docs or, or Stack Overflow the answer, and I <laughs> well, can just get it the, and then continue writing. That's the sad that's case. Great. Is that a lot of code is just pasted from Stack Overflow? Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this is probably better quality than that. I would I would guess. Um, we'll see. It's interesting because we've, for a long time, I can remember in the very earliest days of, of programming and AI, talking about computers writing their own code. I mean, that was always kind of the thinking is at some point we're getting to the point where humans don't write the the code itself. They write a description. And this is mm-hmm. kind of, and then the computer writes its own code. And this right. is kind of the, yeah. a step in that direction. It's interesting. That's kind of like the Ray Kurzweil vision, right? Like yeah. we're, we're just going to yeah. talk and things will just be created. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is probably something no one else cares about, but computers are about to replace a business that I'm in, <laughs> voiceover actors. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> now we got a problem. I, you, now I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's interesting to see automation slowly replace a lot of jobs, yeah. but one job I thought I would probably be fairly safe in is uh, voiceover. This is an article from MIT Technology Review. There are a number of companies, Well Said Labs, one of the best known, which are taking real human voices. It's called prosody. They're taking the real human inflection style and they're laying it over machine-generated kind of robotic speech to make it sound human. I don't know if I'm going to be able to play these samples, but but let me play... Um, let me see. Karen is the senior AI editor at MIT Technology Review, covering the field's cutting-edge research and its impacts on society. That is not a human. Yeah, yeah it's not bad. That is not bad. Uh, I'll play you um, uh, another one here. Um, this is an AI made to sound... This sounds to me a little more robotic, but I'll, I'm curious what you think. Made to sound like a customer service agent. Thank you for calling our department store. How can I help you today? Oh, okay. The little mm, hoarseness. Yeah. It's pretty good. The yeah. pauses, the inflection. Well, audiobooks, clearly. There's no reason why you would need to hire an actor for an audiobook, unless you wanted the personnel. Here's from another company called Vocal ID. They do ads. At Casper, we've taken sleep to the next level. Temperature regulation feels like sleeping with a cold. Not so good. You know, if you're nah. paying, if you're paying that much for an ad, you want me to read? Yeah, we brought they want me to read. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Not even if an AI way. says, yeah. "I slept on a Casper last night," it's not that credible. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not. Also, it's not that much money to pay the voiceover artist right. for the ad. It's cheaper. You reuse it. Yeah. You know, it's cheaper. Is Same it? Thing with like an audio. Is it? A really good voiceover artist is very expensive. It and can there's be, but- residuals. But on the other hand, there's people mm. like me. I'll give it to you for 15 bucks. So I was going to say, I mean, there's a, there's a much bigger there's a huge, like, market of supply. There's a huge pool uh, right now. Yeah. You can go online. There's freelancers who will do it for nothing. Oh, yeah. Here's another one. Let's see I'm- if this sounds better. Feels like summer is finally here. We've got drinks and snacks for the whole family in aisle six. 
Yeah, it's a little bit. Now, this is the one that I thought was interesting. Another place you get voiceover work is video games. I know a lot of voiceover artists who do work for video games. Mm -hmm. This uh, is from a company called Obsidian Entertainment. This is a robotic voice. Listen. I can see this hurts, but I had to tell you sooner. Forget it. I trusted you. But if you look at it... You never listen. You don't listen. Wow. And what's also it's good... Wow, that's better acting than most humans. And if the video games. game could, could generate that dynamically, depending on it the can. state of play, that's where... It it's, can. Yeah, that, you couldn't really so do that. So normally you'd go in and yeah. you'd you spend days recording uh, thousands of different right. variations on lines right. and so forth. Don't have to have a human anymore. Now, there are right. humans involved... These were all almost all created with humans who did the prosody and got paid for that. And it says in the article, and they knew they're putting themselves. <laughs> they out knew they're putting themselves out of business. <laughs> right. They they licensed the voices, and they knew that they would they would get paid once. It's like when a worker packs, you know, gets paid to pack up the machinery to send to China. Right. You know. Yeah. We get you got one more job. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, so I think that's kind of interesting. This is uh, something Google's been working on. They've t- they're, they're, the, mm-hmm. they're where I learned that word prosody was from Google. Mm-hmm. I also, I wonder if people are just getting used to hearing more robotic voices now too, right? One of, one of my favorite features is Pocket. Pocket has, just read me this article, right? If you're online, it gives you really good digital voice for every single article. Yeah. And I just walk around and listen to very long pieces. And it's not, gr- it's not perfect, you but know it's, it's fine. A, you, know you know it's, it's synthesized, exactly. but it's good enough right. that you can listen yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, although flip sides, I subscribe to Autumn, which is a subscription service. Love Autumn, mm-hmm. and that uses uh, humans. One of my favorites, yeah. and yeah. that uses humans. Well, but because, I, but I think the difference here, and I think maybe this is where we're going to, is like the middle ground of like the just okay voice over voice stuff. I think maybe goes away, and you have high quality AI generated voice, or like in the case of mm-hmm. Autumn or some of the stuff on Audible, you have incredibly high quality, right. very good readers because the quality of the readers on Autumn, they're usually like the best people that are on audible right and and it's like really really yeah. good stuff and i've compared because apple has um real human readers doing stuff on apple news as well and i listened to an article that happened to have been done on both places it was a new york magazine article and one was on apple and one was on autumn and the autumn one was like it wasn't even a comparable thing it was just you had a much better reader a much better person um and so like i'm willing to pay for that experience would i be willing to pay for the lesser reading experience versus something that's good enough like Pocket? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to kind of reach, I think, like kind of that upper echelon of the people that, to your point, Leo, can charge more and get the residuals and are very in demand, I don't think those people are going to be replaced by, you know, AI because the quality difference is still so good that if that's what you're after, there's an audience yeah. for it. Yeah. And some of the Audible books, they'll do accents, you know, yep. and affects, and it's like listening to a play. I mean, it's really, I don't think it, there's any reason that a computer couldn't do that as well. I mean, you Maybe. could yeah. eventually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the entry level folks are screwed. Basically, the people who are entrenched and like have a reputation yes. and are notable are going to be fine for a while. But they're they're like the dinosaurs of that it's, age. It's kind of like think. digital yeah. cameras. You know, there, there's still a market for two thousand dollar great cameras. There's no market for crappy two hundred dollar cameras. It's it's like mm. you know the the margins go away. Yep. Yep. It's uh, about five thousand uh, dollars to record an audiobook. Hmm. I, you know, maybe it would only cost you five hundred dollars to use a robotic voice. I think there are a lot of people mm-hmm. who would want the real human voice. Autumn's yeah, a good I mean, example, actually, Lisa. 
I, I Lisa discovered Autumn and listens to it because it's the New Yorker, it's the Atlantic, it's it's good sources of, and they're very well read, as you said. She said they're too slow because they're reading carefully, mm-hmm. and yeah. So she she actually emailed them and said, could you add? Because she never listens to anything at 1.0. Mm. She said, can you add a speed up? Yeah. yeah. And they How did. dare you? They did. They did. No, oh. they did. I, I was going to say they have a speed up feature. They so just added it. Yeah. Guess mm-hmm. who? Mm-hmm. Thank, thank, thank you, Lisa. <laughs> thank you, Lisa. Because she, she won't listen to anything at 1.0. She didn't listen to me at 1.0. <laughs> Which when I get she, home, she, she, she says, has, are you like, drunk? You're speaking so slowly. Yeah. Can you build that into your hearing aids? You know, your speed up. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. That would be yeah. great. Oh, I'm trying I get, to. Uh, sometimes, sometimes people tell me they listen to uh, my other podcasts in, in fast speed, and all I can say is, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> you have to talk like this because oh. otherwise they think you're drunk. Yeah, yeah. Forever. Yeah. It, it, this is weird, but it works. If you slow any voice down, it sounds like <laughs> a little you bit. You sound mm-hmm. like you're a little <laughs> bit. <yeah. laughs> oh, I'm trying to find it now. I, I read an article this week by a guy who had. The voice synthesizers for different languages read the English, like it was the Dutch voice read the English, mm-hmm. and it sounded like a Dutch person who learned English. <laughs> it really worked. It was amazing. The oh, if I can, I gotta, I'll find it. I gotta find it. I, I guess I didn't bookmark it. I like to, I like to find that stuff and play it for you, but I, I'll have to look. Um, the president, former president. I see you wrote this story here, uh, is suing uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Yeah, he sure is. Claiming Uh, his own government violated the Constitution. Wait a minute, what? That's not my car. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, this is Mike Masnick writing on the tech. He got a few things wrong. I mean, and he probably knew it because I don't think he has it. He thinks he's going to win that that lawsuit. But one is a quote unquote lawsuit right now, right? One is the first. Mike calls it a performative lawsuit. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yes, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) You know, one is the First Amendment doesn't apply to private companies. If you read it, it's pretty clear. It says Congress shall make no law. But the other is this this notion that these companies are are discriminating. Um, Well, first of all, the reason I knew about the lawsuit is that I read about it on Twitter and Facebook and on CNN and other (laughs) so-called fake news sources. So the fact is that these services have millions of people on them. I mean, Junior, Trump Junior is still on Twitter. Um, Trump was on Twitter until there was an insurrection. So it wasn't as if uh, they banned him for insulting people. And well, uh, and and to be uh, fair, this is a class action suit, which he's initiated. I don't know if he has anybody else in the class. (laughs) class, (laughs) But uh, the the, he says, I'm defending the American people against censorship by these Companies obviously it'll be thrown out immediately by any judge who says, "Well, this isn't a First Amendment case right. because this isn't the government; these are private companies." The really the thing they're going after is Section Two Thirty of right. the Communications Decency Act because mm-hmm. that's the, as some say, the fundamental law that made the internet possible. However, yes. and I, I make this point in my column, uh, Trump's misguided lawsuit against social media companies. I know a lot about 230 because I'm in the Internet safety business, and that was an outgrowth of the Communications Decency Act, which I opposed. Because it was, it was Ron Wyden's edition because he right. said, well, we got to have this – we got to carve right. out an exemption. Here's the thing, though. If it weren't for 230 – Trump might have been kicked off social media years ago. They yes, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. He would have already been yeah. kicked off. Exactly. Actually even less of a reason. Protects these companies from having to censor people like Donald Trump who say things which could, for example, when Trump accused Joe Scarborough of murder, which he basically did. Scarborough, mm-hmm. I mean, even though Scarborough is a public figure, that 
could have well have been a litigatable uh, accusation. He could have right. gone after Twitter. But he couldn't allowing, because of Section because 230. Because of 230. Yeah. Right. And if he yeah. had gone after Twitter, you better believe rather than face a multi-million dollar lawsuit, they probably would have banned Trump at that point. So, so I think it's probably know. the point of this suit is not – he knows – or I presume any mm-hmm. lawyer that's working for him knows that it isn't a First Amendment sure. problem, but is to highlight the problem with Section 230. Well, it's well uh, whip up the base and get more funding. That's, yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to be even more yeah. cynical. I'm going to say fundraising is the main goal of it's, this. He's, like, he's, he's sending out fundraising wings. And, yeah. and to play into the, in some ways, justifiable concern that a lot of Americans have about big tech and big media. Yeah. And, 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 and at the end of my column, I do point out that as much as I hate to even in any way, shape or form give him any ammunition, it is true that big tech is – even though they are private companies, they are the public's forums. And, and an argument can be made that you know big tech should be regulated. There should be some oversight. I'm mm-hmm. not agreeing with Trump's analysis, but I am saying that he's playing into that. And, and This is the problem you know, we have you know. is that even though Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube are private parties – they are the public comments. They are the public they are, There right. are where discussions happen. Yep. And so it does seem to me that they have yeah. a little bit of a higher responsibility than, you know. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why it took so long for them to kick Trump off because they were bending over right. backwards. And by the way, they, they created point, new rules for him so that the, he would not be mm-hmm. kicked off. And as I point out at the end of my column, and I will disclose here, my nonprofit gets money from Facebook, Twitter, Microsoft, Google, and a lot of these companies. So, uh, and I'm, the first one to admit that these companies need to be looked at very carefully. But again, they are private companies. And from everything I can see, they discriminate against bad behavior, whether it's from the left, the right or the center. Anybody who goes on Facebook and advocates violence or Twitter, uh, who does, propagates hate speech, who harasses people, they're going to get kicked off whether they're a liberal Here's or a conservative. Here's the problem. They're not theory. perfect and they do it imperfectly. Yeah. And so because sure. of those mistakes – People uh, can say, well, you banned the president, but you didn't ban uh, Khomeini in, right. uh, in Iran. Right. So uh, is it that you, you know, don't like the president, but you like the, the it regime It also depends on what did Khomeini say. I mean, do you ban Khomeini because he's a bad guy or do you, demand, do you ban him if he says something on your platform that violates right. the terms of service? Which causes but people to invade the Capitol, you know. Right. Exactly. Like that that well, seems like that's, the thing. That's the thing. Well, I mean, but what's interesting to me, like, if, if and I don't disagree with with you that I do feel like these platforms, even though they're not the public square and they're not public utilities, are definitely the way that people do use to communicate. But if we were to regulate them and treat them like open airwaves or the telephone or other yeah. things, I mean, two thirty would no longer even be that wouldn't even be like a, a debatable thing. It's like, of course, you can't mm-hmm. hold them responsible. You can't sue AT and T because someone makes death threats over the phone, right. and AT and T cannot prevent people from saying hateful things on the phone when they call people. Now, mm-hmm. can there be a criminal complaint that you put against that person? Yes, but you can't go after the phone company. The same right. thing mm-hmm. with other public airwaves. Right. Like there, there are decency laws and standards, but a lot of that is really just up to like whatever the F- FCC at that particular moment wants to choose to do and even then like free speech is is mm-hmm. pretty broad as it's been decided so ironically it's like the argument to me is really completely incongruous because on the one hand it's saying this is violating my first amendment rights because this is um the public square and i've been limited by what i can say on the other hand it's saying well you know 230 needs to go away because i want to be able to sue these companies and it's like okay 
But if this really was a First Amendment issue, then the 230 stuff would be moot because obviously, you know, like they would have even less ability to like they wouldn't be be liable for for anything Mm -hmm. that they, Mm -hmm. you know, know any any decision that they made. The other irony is if you look at Fox and Newsmax and OEM, which are publishers, they're not social media companies, their guests have said things uh, about the election lie and other things, which are clearly lies. And in fact, I think it's one of the uh, one of the uh, voting machine companies is suing them. They've sued. Yeah. They've sued. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. uh, Domin- Dominion is the other yeah. one. Right. Yeah, Dominion. Dominion sued, um, and they had to issue apologies the way, and whatnot. It, that suit right. worked really well. It was for such a huge amount of money that that everybody <laughs> right. backed down and said, "Oh, oh, oh no. I, I do love all the clips of their anchor saying, "No, no, no, uh, you uh, cannot say that." And here's uh, my prepared statement. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so. Right. So maybe that's the way to go about it is uh, yeah. is, is that, that kind it's, of uh, lawsuit. Def- defamation, money libel, money. slander. Mm-hmm. Twitter yeah. um, did a survey, which is closed now, so I can't uh, show you all the questions. <laughs> but it was, I thought, very interesting. They, they, they said we, and they stopped this on April 12th. We, we read some of these questions uh, on uh, This Week in Google. Uh, and I thought it was very challenging because it's not easy to know what to do, and that's really the thing I yeah. I think comes home to me every time. Is it's hard? It's easy to say, "Oh, you are bad. Yeah. You're wrong. You shouldn't do this." It's very hard to know what to do. Thanks to the Verge, there I have a screenshot from one of the questions, and let me just ask you guys and and the people listening, put yourself <laughs> in this. Consider Twitter said the following hypothetical situation: You see a tweet as described below. A tweet is from a representative in the national legislature of another country. Okay, not ours. It contains misleading information about election in a third country, in another different country. The tweet is an official government account, and this is their third violation of Twitter rules. So what should Twitter do? Take no action, delete the tweet, not delete the tweet, but apply a label, require the account holder to delete the tweet. Remember, it's the third violation. Should they permanently suspend the account? Remember, mm-hmm. it's an official government account. You know what's embarrassing? I'm on Twitter safety advisory board. And you would think I would know the answer to this, right? It's impossible. Um, and, and I, it's we hard. Had, they actually, at one of our meetings, they presented similar things this years ago. And about two-thirds of us got it wrong. Well, I don't know what is you know? wrong even. I yeah. mean, I don't know what the right answer is. It's th- up to the company. If you yeah, did this survey always changing. and it had yeah. many questions, yeah. you'd see it's very difficult, very nuanced and the, the real problem is neither Twitter nor Facebook nor YouTube can write rules that cover all situations. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't envy them their job. I do think there's a responsibility because they are a public. They are effectively our public forums these days. Mm-hmm. No, it is really hard, and it's hard for their moderators to get it right, even if they have rules. And it's even hard for their senior staff, who you would think. Uh, who even make the rules to understand how to interpret them at every every step of the way? As you know, Facebook created its uh, its Supreme Court, as some people are calling it, uh, to arbitrate some of these issues, and I think even they are going to have challenges. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that first case is fundamentally useless for them, right? So um, this, by the way, this conversation is where I shout out a uh, the show everybody should be watching, which is The Good Fight, which the latest episode was about Section 230 oh, and even had a terrible. Jonathan Colton song. Uh, yeah, going over terrible. 230. It was mess. It was a mess. Really? It, it wasn't good. It was so these- bad. Because yeah. uh, what was they the predecessor to the good fight? The, uh, the good wife. The good wife oh, yeah. often yeah, covered technology subjects pretty well, I thought. 
but and they, this one does this show does too i just think this topic was kind of a mess they just didn't get it. Yeah, I, I, yeah well they're not alone no, in no. fact no. Uh, tech dirt mike masnick actually has a page that you can refer to people to when they get section 230 Good. wrong Good. have you seen that page no but i'm glad he's getting oh it. it's hysterical let me see if i can find it because it has um uh it has basically you can link to parts of it uh depending on what they got wrong mm. so it says hello You've been referred here because you're wrong about Section 230. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and then it has sections. If you said once a company like that starts moderating content, it's no longer a platform but a publisher. And then it says, I regret to inform you you're wrong and explains why. If you said... Because of 230, websites have no incentive to moderate. You were wrong and explains why, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, oh, et cetera. Highly recommended mm-hmm. next this time you get in a fight over Section 230. And they maybe should have this, this, uh, read this post. Yeah, yeah, maybe we should send this to uh, the, the good, uh, what is it, the good fight? The, the, the kings. The, the good fight, the good yeah. fight. Good yeah. fight. This will yeah. save me a lot of writing because I'm constantly <laughs> explaining this to people. Yeah, that's, I think that's yeah. probably why Mike did this is because he got really tired yeah, really. Of, of answering all these. We've got a great panel. We're going to talk about the billionaires in space, billionaires in space, and more with Christina Warren from uh, Microsoft. She's a senior cloud advocate, but more importantly, just a great person. I almost don't want to even say you're from Microsoft. You're from, you're from Christina Warrenville. I'm from the internet. From the internet. Of the internet fame, Devendra Hardwar, senior editor at Engadget. Always a pleasure having you. How's Always the baby? Fun. Yeah. She's good. She's over two and a half now, so she's barely a baby now. She is a little woman. Wow. Goes so fast. Mm -hmm. (sighs) And uh, I know you know that. Larry Maggot, also here, connectsafely.org. But he still helps kids. I do. With his site. And And seniors, too. Diapers on both ends. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just waiting. I knew there was going to be a... That's the circle of uh, life. It's the circle of (laughs) life. Are you... Our show today, by the way, Larry, I don't know if you've noticed, but the air you're breathing is pure, it's fresh, it's delicious because we use a molecule, not because we can open the window. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of offices, you can't open the window, but you know, the EPA says indoor air can be as bad as five times worse than outdoor Mm -hmm. air. And of course... Outdoor air can be pretty bad, too, if and you I live in wildfire area. I have one of those at home. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got we, another living room. and it's, it's, We got it when we were having the – it was so yep. smoky. It was so uh, we got one at home, and now we got one for the kid. Then we got one for the studio. We actually have a variety of molecules. Molecule is not it, – it's, it's not exactly a filter. So I want to kind of explain what this is. There's a, there's a pre-filter that you change, but there is also a Pico mm-hmm. Device. It's a. It's a. It's kind of like a screen, a grid that traps tiny, tiny pollutants in the air, viruses, bacteria, mold, even volatile organic compounds, and then it doesn't just trap them and store them. It destroys them with light. It's PICO stands for photoelectrochemical oxidation. It actually destroys these pollutants in the air. Pico technology for molecule meets performance requirements and FDA's guidance for use in helping reduce the risk of exposure to SARS-CoV-2, the COVID-19 virus, in healthcare settings. In fact, their Molecule Air Pro RX, which is used in medical offices, dental offices, got a 510K Class II medical device clearance from the FDA for, for devices used to destroy bacteria and virus in the air. So 
we've always had molecules around the studio, but we actually went out and we we got the Molecule Air Pro for this giant studio for that very reason. Because uh, we had to have some people in the studio. And there's my review. Oh, you have a good review of it, Monitoring too. and cleaning your air. Yeah. Uh, I think this is really an interesting technology. Unfortunately, uh, I, don't, I think people compare it to a filtration system. And so I want you to understand, Pico is completely different. It's really a breakthrough in air purification. Um, dirty indoor air can contain all sorts of junk. Dust and pollen, pet dander, allergens, pollutants like... You know, paint fumes. You're you're off gassing from your carpets and your drapes. Put formaldehyde in the air. There's of course viruses and bacteria. There's mold, and the problem with other air filtration systems is they just trap them. Molecular purifiers destroy them, <laughs> and that's pretty darn satisfying. You can get the little one, the Molecule Air Mini. That's for rooms up to 250 square feet, perfect for a bedroom. The Molecule Air for larger areas up to 600 square feet. The Molecule Air Pro, that's what we have here in the studio for rooms up to 1,000 square feet. They have the new Air Mini Plus that has a particle sensor and auto-protect mode, which adjusts the fan speed based on the sensor. And as I mentioned the Molecule Air Pro RX, which is FDA cleared to destroy bacteria and viruses in the air. We're I, very... I gave it the ultimate cup. I said it looks as if it could have come from Apple. Yeah, it is the it, Apple of air yeah. purifiers. It's, it's aluminum. It's polished. It's very pretty. Uh, but it's also, I, and I really want to urge you, if you're interested, to go to the Molecule website, M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com, and read the scientific papers because they have gone to DOE Labs. Uh, the one I thought was really interesting was from the uh, Berkeley Labs here. For a limited time, save up to $120 on the Molecule Air Purifiers by visiting Molecule.com. Our promo code is TWIT, T-W-I-T. Uh, you can enjoy free shipping. There's a 30-day in-home trial, so you can try it out, see if it works for you. Use the offer code TWIT, Molecule.com. It's why it's uh, so clean and fresh in here. M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E dot com. So, billionaires in, in space. space. Did you get up early this morning? Watch it. Uh, I missed it because oh, no. it was pretty quick. It's quick, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought, oh, I have plenty of time, and and it was over. But I did see the they, press. They kind of just like touch space, you know, just just a little, yeah. a little touch. That's I, they, all. Yeah, they have they haven't exactly cast off the surly bonds of Earth. <laughs> they just kind of you know brushed them aside briefly. Uh, I don't want to make fun of it. Richard Branson, um, Virgin Galactic. Uh, he and uh, I think it was five people went up, but it's 50 miles, right? It's, it, 80 between 50 kilometers. and 56. And I don't quite understand the difference between those two numbers. But according to Jeff Bezos, they're important distinctions. Did you see the tweet? I thought this was actually kind of meow. Inappropriate. Yeah. Meow. So here's what here's here's, here's this is, here's this is like des, desperate <laughs> yeah, housewives yeah. of, of Bel Air or something. I don't know. So. Jeff Bezos, who owns Blue Origin, uh, there's, there's SpaceX, which is Elon Musk's company. There's uh, Jeff Bezos as Blue Origin, and then there's Virgin Galactic, which is Richard Branson of Virgin. So Jeff Bezos said, "I'm gonna, we're gonna take." Uh, they call it the New Shepard because it's similar to Alan Shepard and Gus Grissom's suborbital flights, the earliest days of the U.S. space program. We're gonna take. They call it the New Shepard. We're gonna take. Jeff said, I'm going to take my brother. I'm going to take this wonderful woman, Wally Funk, who's in her 80s. She'll be the oldest person ever to go into space. Uh, she was 
an FAA flight uh, inspector. She was a pilot with thousands of hours, like 19,000 hours in the air. Uh, also trained by a private company, I found out. It's not by NASA, but trained for Mercury. But NASA wouldn't let him fly. LBJ wouldn't let him fly when he was vice president. Mm-hmm. He said, how do we stop this? Because <laughs> they didn't want women in space. Mm-hmm. Um, so she never got to go in space. She will finally go up with, with Jeff and his brother. And then some unnamed uh, millionaires paid $28 million. Is that you, Christina? Are you going? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll, sure. Go, uh, they'll go up uh, a little higher mm-hmm. uh, on July 20th, which is nice. That's the 52nd anniversary of uh, the landing on the moon, Apollo 11's landing on the moon. Um, and then Richard Branson says, well, I'm going to do it <laughs> on July 11th, nine days earlier. <laughs> and uh, But on Friday, Bezos... Well, Blue Origin, but I suspect Jeff. He must. probably wrote all that text. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> yeah. Tweets the smartest. He at least approved it. Uh-huh. Oh my God! Like, well, they're not really going right. into space. We're going into space. Compare, okay, from the beginning. This is July 9th. New Shepard was designed to fly above the Kármán line, so none of our astronauts have an asterisk next to their name. Space begins at 100 kilometers up. That's the Carmen line. So they posted a comparison chart. I almost don't even want to show you this. So it's so <laughs> offensive. They said, well, Blue That's Origin great. flies above the Carmen line. Virgin Galactic does not. Oh, my God. We have a rocket. They have a high-altitude airplane. Yeah. We have, Do you even is, rocket, bro? <laughs> you even rocket. This is the funniest one. They, we have the largest windows in space. Yes, I was going to say, who cares? <laughs> they merely have airplane-sized windows. Actually, this one I do care about. We have an escape system. They do <laughs> they not. Right. You're going to escape to space? Arguably. Yeah. 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 yeah I was going to say, what good is that going to do at 100 kilometers up? Parachute, honestly. really? Uh, <laughs> arguably, uh, you know, that means Virgin Galactic's braver. But okay. Uh, <laughs> then they talk about ozone layer impact and uh, the history of flights. It's just tacky. Uh, well, I know now. When I when I buy my ticket, I'm going to have to buy it on uh, Jeff Bezos. Can I get it on my Amazon credit card? Well, it's actually, that's, right. that's, that's what's interesting about the whole say. thing is this yeah. really isn't about space exploration. Right. This is about space tourism, right? Yeah. Uh, Virgin Galactic plans rights. to charge yeah. $250,000 yeah. for these flights sometime. Right. Uh, I know Blue Origin wants to do something similar. Um, it's not historic, but it is civilians. Yeah. Civilian space, no help from the federal government, no help from NASA. Do you even rocket, bro? <laughs> That's the best line. Or do yet. you have a high altitude airplane? It's amazing. I, 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 I think do you even rocket, bro, might be the episode title. Yeah. Do I really care yeah. what the propulsion system is that gets me there? No. I mean, In fact, <laughs> arguably, it's cooler that they've got wings. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I don't know. The shuttle had wings too. I, you know, I don't. But you know, I'm sure you're going to talk about the other billionaire in this race. Well, not in this race because he's in a completely different. Well, here's an example. No no one ever said Elon Musk is the classiest guy in the world. But he (laughs) took the trouble to go to Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, and watch the launch this morning. He was there to shake Richard Branson's hand. And there were no snarky tweets. Um, So here's another billionaire not doing that. that. Musk is talking about interplanetary travel. He's not talking about the edge of space. He wants to go to Mars. He's got a much more ambitious program. Well, please send him there. Actually... SpaceX has also talked about using their launch system 
to do, say, New York to Shanghai yes. in an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when you look at these flights, Bring it. they're going up and down, but you could go up and over. Right. <laughs> and uh, now he, Elon says he's going to try to do this at roughly the cost of a first class ticket New York mm-hmm. to Shanghai. That'd be amazing. Depends on sure. how fancy sure. that first class flight is. That could be ten, twenty thousand dollars But still, <laughs> to do it in an hour, 10000 uh-huh. would be, be amazing. Yeah. yeah, totally. You know, I might even save my pennies just to say I, you know, I get my my yeah. space wings. My time isn't worth that much, but the experience might be worth it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 For, for a lot of businesses um, who are already paying that for, I mean, if, assuming it's yeah. round trip and, and it's not 10000 each way. Uh, yeah. The, the time alone, because uh, sure. I've been on, I've been on uh, 16, 17 hour flights, like, like Ugh. nonstop. I've, I've, yeah. I've been in Atlanta to Johannesburg. I've been um, uh, Seattle to <laughs> Dubai. Um, I've been Los Angeles to Qatar. Um, mm-hmm. I've uh, been uh, Qatar and then Qatar to um, Mumbai. Um, I've been on a lot of really, really long flights. That's, and, those are hard. And they cost a lot of money. Yeah. And um, uh, oh, uh, Los Angeles to Sydney, another 16-hour flight. So, like, I definitely, if it was one of those things where I traveled like I used to, it, for the money that the company paid for me to travel... If you could do that in an hour, yeah. What did tickets on the Concorde cost? They were I a remember lot. Legends of the they Concorde. They were a lot. They were a lot. Yeah. They were a lot. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember the exact amount, but it, it, was, it was higher than a first class. It was. It was definitely class, higher than yeah. a first class. And that was, what, three hours? Yeah, three hours mm-hmm. in New York to London, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. And so Musk can take you underground through his boring company <laughs> or above ground. Right. He, you can get it, he gets it either way, right? Or if yeah. you want to have Tesla, you can take you on the, on the surface. Billionaires are just a different breed. I mean, Bezos has a half billion yeah. dollar yacht, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a yacht within the yacht, right? These guys are on the verge yeah. of becoming trillionaires. I yeah. mean, they're beyond yeah. billionaires. Yeah. Uh, I note that Branson did not uh, take off his seatbelt to float around uh, like the others did. He was, uh, mm. he was. He's 70, man. Like, I, I don't, I would not trust any of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know what? This is He's staying it's, safe. He's it's being cool. Safe. It's not historic. No, yeah, not from a technical cool. standpoint. No. It's cool. I mean, Elon could. You know, this is where I give Elon some credit. He could say, "Watch me, bro," and <laughs> and knock on the door of the space shuttle, right, and mm-hmm. uh, come back. But uh, mm-hmm. he's not, and to his credit, and yet these guys are taking their life in their hands uh, <laughs> for bragging I mean, for, rights. For, for, well, I mean, for Branson, that makes sense, right? I mean, like. It's marketing. His whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but also his whole thing. I mean, you know, was was uh, was doing like the, the the sailing races, and right? All that stuff. Like, That's true. He's whole, an adventurer. And, and the, yeah, he, he's more than an adventurer. Like, like his whole thing. Like he and Ted Turner used to, you know, like battle over what what's the what's the um, the America's Cup. Uh, yeah, the America's Cup. Exactly. Right. And so you know, and he's he's done a lot of that sort of stuff. Uh, he's he's dabbled in some of the you know high speed like uh, you know normal flight stuff too. So. Um, this I think is just like fits with his whole ethos of what he's been like his whole <laughs> career. Whereas with Bezos, it really does seem to be like a tit for tat thing. Like, right. l- let me bring out the Amazon AWS comparison chart. Like, dude, like, can you just not? I like, know, that was really you know, weird. And, 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 and th- this isn't taking anything away from what you're going to do in ten days. Yeah. It's really not. Would like, you if, if I gave you two hundred fifty thousand dollars? Would you do this? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Would you? Yeah, at my age, you know, I, 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 and I'd have to get in shape. And that's that's the hard part. The hard part. Do you? 
I think you do. These things are, yeah, you have, it's going to be rough. I think yeah. you have to get in pretty good shape for these things. Because of the, the, the I mean, I, I, you know, I used to be a pilot, and I did mm-hmm. not enjoy the aerobatics. I used to have to do it. Oh, I don't enjoy them either. And so I don't know if I would, I, I don't know if I'd have fun doing it, but I would do it for the experience. I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd suck it up. Would you do it, would you do it, Devendra? I mean, I would, I would do it. It's certainly a thing like, hey, we've all dreamed of going to space, and it feels like it's cool that we're kind of one step closer. Yeah. But watching this whole, like, billionaire slap fight really just reminds me of uh like the vision of space we got in uh the great film at astra that last brad pitt one um where they get to the moon and uh there's an applebee's on the moon <laughs> there's a you know there, there's just like all the strip mall garbage you expect in america right there on the moon that's where we're headed yeah, just, yeah you're right i mean right. I, can i be honest with you as much as i part of me hates that there's another part of me that like the kitsch part of me that kind of yeah doesn't, like I, I kind of love it, if I'm honest. Like the first thing we'll factory, do, for sure. It's straight out of like... Moon, I, I'm, I'm like not mad. It like, feels, okay. yeah, yeah, it feels like you're in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or something. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Very total recall. You know, and $250,000 yeah. is a lot of money, but there's a lot of people in this country that could afford that. Yeah, for they a once-in-a-lifetime experience. One, yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, I, I turned down the Blue Angels twice. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. That's fun, uh, though. Free, free Man. Free. Well, yeah. for the same reason you yeah. don't like doing the acrobatics. Right. I, and I feel like the reason I didn't want to do it is because I know these pilots yeah. are going to try to make me throw up and pass out. Right. So <laughs> it sounds them. like I'm like agreeing to yeah. torture. On the other hand, this, even though it would probably be scarier. Yeah. You're you're in space. You're going up yeah. into space-ish. You're on the edge yeah. of space. So that's pretty cool. So- so what, what I would need from this, I think, I mean, I would do it, period. Like if somebody- Oh, he did float around. Money, I'm sorry. Okay. He okay. did float around. Good. Okay. Okay. I would do this, period, if somebody wanted to front me the money. But if this were something <laughs> where, like, let's pretend, let's pretend that I had to pay my own money and let's pretend that, that I wanted to drain my 401k and my stock options and all oh, that no, stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. And, and, and no. do this. No, I'm not going to. But no, I'm saying what, the, the only thing that would, like, make it any way, like, conceivable, whatever, would be if they made it a really luxury experience. Which is not mm-hmm. what it is right no. now, right? Like you know what the like, Concorde wasn't a luxury experience. People mm. I know who've been on the Concorde says actually very yeah. uncomfortable. No, it wasn't. Yeah, that's what I heard. It, right. It, whereas, yeah. whereas, whereas, like if I, it was like the Etihad apartment, or um, I did the Singapore Suites um, when did I did you really? From, um, yeah, I <gasps> wow. used credit card points. Ooh, it was I love the most it. amazing that must experience. Have been amazing. It's like did you have a shower? Um, I, that one didn't have a shower, but I had a full like enclosed room. Um, they brought me like caviar to start and like expensive champagne. Well, you don't want to land, they, they, right? they, 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 No, it, my flight was my, my flight was only seven hours. I was I've never been sadder in my life that I, I only had a seven hour flight. But it was it was the most awesome experience, and it was worth like the hundreds of thousands of credit card points I used. And I would you know, and I did it because I was like I don't know if I'll ever have this opportunity to do it again. But like that was the sort of thing mm-hmm. where I was like okay. In the future, if they bring this level of service back, which is remains to be seen, like I could see shelling out this much money for a really long international flight. It's kind of a shame to do it on a it. on a seven hour flight. I know. I know. It was. Yeah. It was. It, yeah. I, 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 if I could have done it for a, a fifteen, is fine. Much better. Get, you want to spend but, some time in that private bed. You know, one way to look at a two hundred fifty thousand totally. dollars space flight is just two Tesla S plates. I mean, it's not. Think of it that <laughs> there you way. go. Yeah. Uh, Where's yeah. the uh, Tesla that's floating around? Eventually, somebody oh. could just like yeah right. say hi to that. Yeah, he he launched the the, the original uh, sports sports car. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. the uh, the yeah. roadster, the roadster, that's Roads, the roadster. Nobody wanted one, so <laughs> you know. As, as we're talking about all this, guys, like I just wonder 
I do think as a society, we do have to take a step back in terms of how we think about air travel. Yeah. Uh, now, now we have consumer rockets coming, but we don't know what this environment's going to look like in by 2030, by 2040. You know, we kind of have to stop traveling as much by air and mm-hmm. start doing something about this impending doom we're all facing. So that's kind of what's on my mind right now, too. Right. It's interesting. I I watched Summer of Soul this weekend, which is about this amazing concert in Harlem. And they it happened to happen the day that the moon landing took place. So they were having this concert and they interviewed people in the crowd. Of course, this was all mostly African-Americans. And while most people said it was cool and they loved the fact it was happening, a lot of people said we could be using this money in our community here on Earth to make things Mm -hmm. better. And I think that that's the debate we really have to continually have. And you're absolutely right about the environmental impact. I mean, air travel, and, and the faster the air travel, the more inefficient it is, at least right. at this point. Uh, we really have to question, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is, it, is the environmental impact of this kind of transport worth, uh, you know, the amount of time? We, you know, what is the balance to, to, to humankind? Yeah. On the other hand, at some point it's too late. So let's fiddle while Rome burns. Oh, we're, we're doomed. I mean, yeah. uh, Leo, okay, you can you can say that, but yeah. I'm older we, we than have you to are, Devinder. Because first. you're actually yeah. a secret billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Devinder's thinking, of, it, thinking of, his, of, his, of his child. No, um, I, yeah, exactly. I feel like terrible. Like in the next generation. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you're I like, my, sorry, guys. I feel Peace. terrible for my kids. I told my uh, 29-year-old daughter, don't have kids because... It's not going to. Well, work Divinja, out. your kid will probably yeah. move to Mars. Yeah. It'll be fine. So I don't. Who wants to go to? Who wants to live on Mars? You know, the idea of doing environmental stuff, like doing science work oh. on Mars, fine. Mars living on Mars is the dumbest idea in the world. Mars is not I will fight a for great that. place yeah. to raise your kids. I hear yeah. it's cold you know as hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not that great. No, Actually, not much who rain, was it? it? Was Daniel you know? Suarez told me that the. Um, the dust on Mars is so fine, and uh, and, uh, and its composition is it's highly toxic. Ooh. If you yep. if you got even a little bit of that, you'd die. Oh, great. So space wants to kill you. Space everybody. wants to kill you. Space wants no, we to should kill fix you. this planet. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm starting to think. <laughs> The prognosis is not great. Yeah, you, I don't it's, think uh, you and it's I are likely great. to go to yeah. Mars, Leo. Well, I know we're not going yeah. to Mars, but, but I, I wonder. And, yeah. and I think we're old enough that we're probably not going to see the worst of climate change. Probably, Christina and Devendra. Maybe you'll see a little bit of it. Your kids are going to see it. Mm-hmm. Are going to be growing up in 2080, it, 2090 when it's, it's going to be a hellscape. Not yeah. so good. They'll be my age in 2080 or 2090, and yep. I don't see us doing. Nobody's doing anything about it. We're not it. doing anything. Like none, none of the the Paris Agreement. Like nothing is actually happening. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little cynical right now because I'm also reading Kim Stanley Robinson's The Ministry of the Future, which is an incredible book. I love him as an author, but it's so bleak. And you can also tell, like, man, he is just angry because he's been writing about this stuff forever, and nobody's doing anything, and we're just like going straight into the sun. Basically, at one when, point, when I got so worried about climate change, I went out and I got a couple of books. Mm-hmm. One was called The Sixth Extinction. Yes. That was so depressing. <laughs> and then I got another one. I can't remember the name of it. And at, by the end of those books, I, it, I, I just I, – it didn't help. It, it, I was, it was despair. David Pogue has a new back, how to, how to survive climate change. It's a little more yeah, upbeat. Yeah. A little more upbeat. But, uh, you know, there's only how high can you build a seawall, you know? I was uh, really hoping that COVID mm-hmm. would be the wake-up call for climate change. That, that it sure felt would, like we yeah. were... It's time to listen the to the air science, was cleaner, right? the animals were well, cleaner. No, not, yeah, but I'm talking about the fact that scientists told us that bad things would happen uh-huh. and bad things happened. 
And and people were like, yes, yeah. right, please, and more. And people and people and people are like, we want to blame everybody but this. Right, uh, it's not blame actually the bad. How, how did, did Doctor Fauci we, we, turn into we, we, public enemy number one? <laughs> or, or even worse, yeah. you know, it goes into denialism. Oh no, 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 bad things didn't happen. You know, a million. Yeah, if you can't even get die. people to wear a mask, right? How are you yep. going to get right. them to stop really driving their car, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, even, or pick a more environmentally friendly car. They no, 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 no. Yeah. By the way, mm-hmm. it's too late to pick up. You and I drive electric vehicles. <laughs> yeah, no, too late. We shouldn't yep. even have personal ownership of vehicles no, at this point. Too. <laughs> Because those things are I made don't own out a of car. earth. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. So, yeah. Thank yeah. you, Christina. You, oh, there you are. Yeah. Thank you, I'm Christina. Doing you're, you're doing your part. Uh, I, I miss not owning a car. We're doing How a lot that? of stuff yeah. like right. we're doing a lot of stuff like. Oh, I'll drive a more eco-friendly car. Oh, it's not going. Oh, you it. and I did something we even worse. We need to do dramatic things. We did something really mm-hmm. bad. We actually traded in our cars when we didn't have to. That's right. And the, the most efficient <laughs> car you can own is the one you already own. Yeah. Right. So, right. Well, I'm not actually, if it's a gas I, I gave mine to my wife. So not if it's a gas it. vehicle. I don't think. <laughs> well, that's the, I gave I gave my wife my Prius. We can stop yeah. burning. Yeah. There was a yeah. there was a good uh, podcast. Is it the one of the climate podcasts? But they did kind of the the math. If you just use an older or buy a used gas car or buy a new EV, even a used EV, yeah, it's still like a net positive to right. to go EV. Yeah. yeah, even if you're yeah. just dumping your old car. But it's this much. It's this much. Well, we need to do. What's your power source? You know, this much. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I don't and feel. I too- just don't see the nations of the. I mean, I don't. I shouldn't be putting mm-hmm. this out there. I should keep this to myself. But <laughs> I don't see the nations of the world for your at bunker any point. podcast. Yeah, Leo. yeah. No, nobody's going to sit up in any country of the world, especially mm-hmm. the U.S., and say, "Yeah, let the Chinese go ahead and pollute. We're going to stop right now." It's not going right. to happen. It's just not going to happen. So whatever they're talking about with one or two or three degrees Celsius increase in temperature is going to happen in 28 mm-hmm. or 2090. Sorry, kids. Good luck. Much that's, sooner. That's Much why sooner I'm buying beachfront yeah. property in, in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just depra- I just brought the room down. Let me play. No, some- I, I had to bring it up, but it's also like I can't go yay rockets, yay space travel. When well, that's exactly we're, right. We're, we're, we're drowning down here. Yeah. You know, the billionaires will be in space. Though, yeah. So good for them. But I'm glad you gave your wife a Prius. Thank- yeah. My, my old one. Thanks for saving the world. Uh, <laughs> I did find, by the way, so this is a programmer who was playing away around with the uh, web speech API. This is from uh, Mozilla. And he took uh, various foreign language voices and played English text through them. This is English text spoken by a Dutch voice. Oh, well, never mind. Oh, I'm disappointed. It's worth, it's worth uh, looking at. What's funny is all of the stereotypes you have about how Italians and French people and Germans and Japanese people and, and, and Hindi people speak sounds exactly like Apu in The Simpsons. Now, mm-hmm. is it offensive when an AI designed to speak Hindi sounds like Apu from The Simpsons? It depends on why it's doing it. That, that's the main thing. It's yeah. not doing it for any reason. It's a, hu- a mm-hmm. computer, right? Anyway, well, I remember the original, the early, early synthesized voices all sounded like a Swedish trying to speak English. All right. Firefox does not love me. You're right. The chat room says, why? Never. I can never. I don't know what it is. It's probably I'm on Linux. That's why. Mm. Let's take a little break. <laughs> Let's go to the terminal and fix that. No, no. Let's take a little break. And we'll be back with more with Devendra Hardawar. 
It's great to have you, Devendra, Senior Editor in Gadget, Larry Magid from ConnectSafely.org, and, of course, the wonderful Christina Warren, Film Girl from Microsoft. Our show today brought to you by ExpressVPN. I've, I, I like doing these ads because I could talk about all the different reasons you might want a virtual private network, security, privacy. But let's not forget that we've been watching a lot of TV in the last mm-hmm. 12, 13 months. <laughs> Maybe you've seen all the good stuff on Netflix. Netflix has different content available to you depending on where you're located, right? There are thousands of shows that you can't watch because you're in the U.S., say. Perhaps you're a fan of anime. Wouldn't it be cool if you could fire up ExpressVPN and go to Japan and watch a lot of anime or go to the U.K. and watch some Doctor Who? Watching, this is their line, but I love it. Watching Netflix without using ExpressVPN is like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. Think about it. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the best VPN. No logging, absolute privacy, absolutely secure. And they have locations, a hundred different server locations all over the world. So you can change your online location and control where Netflix thinks you are. And I asked Netflix, because like, before they before I did this, I said, come on, can I do this? I asked Netflix, they said, well, we don't tell you you can do it because it's completely legal, but we don't tell you because we feel like you're not going to get an experience because you'll be on a VPN. Well, they didn't know about, I guess, about ExpressVPN where you can watch HD content, no problem. ExpressVPN is so fast, I leave it on all the time. In fact, you could put it on your router, protect your whole house, and no one will know it's that fast. So By the I, way, I got my copy of it because of Erdogan. So I was in Turkey. And for work, I needed to access YouTube. And he was banning YouTube at the right. time. And it was the only way I could get around this. And you, you were able to use it? I was able to get through. That's awesome. And, and, and I used it in China just to, for some Actually, there's Actually, there's a, one of the ways I know ExpressVPN isn't logged. And by the way, they do independent third-party audits. Uh, you also know because there was a murder case in Turkey where the authorities in Turkey, they don't have to do a warrant, just went and seized the servers without telling anybody. And there was nothing on the ExpressVPN servers. They got no information at all. Good. So if you want to watch Top Gear on UK Netflix, you go right ahead. Jurassic World on Hong Kong Netflix, do it. Pulp Fiction on Canadian Netflix, it's yours. Works with other streaming services too, as you say, with YouTube. All you have to do is open the app, select a location. It's one button connect. ExpressVPN runs everywhere, not just on your computer, but on your iOS or Android device. It also runs on your on many routers. Refresh the page, access the geo-restricted show you want to watch. It's great. Um, it, I've been using it for a long time now. Because it's fast, you can stream in HD with no buffering. It's compatible with every device you have. You can even put it on your smart TV or your media console. And your data is completely encrypted, so you're secure and you're private. Be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash twit. We've got a special link that'll give you three extra months free when you subscribe for a year. That's a nice deal. Expressvpn.com slash twit. Spell it out. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash twit. We thank them so much for their support of this week in tech. Uh, Okay, we talked about space. We talked about uh, social networks. We didn't talk about the Florida law, where if you're not Disney, (laughs) you can't ban a public figure. 
But we don't have to because the day before that law went into effect, the judge said, what, are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> Florida man, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Uh, other governmental action, FTC is going to, uh, says, yep, you know, we're going to, we, 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 maybe we were a little lax, a little lenient with the Instagram, Facebook and the uh, WhatsApp, Facebook. So this Amazon MGM purchase, we're going to investigate. Oh, yeah. The yeah. problem is it takes so long. It actually, <laughs> it actually may put the kibosh on the whole thing. Amazon wanted to buy MGM for $8.5 billion. Mm -hmm. Good article in the uh, information saying, in a way, it is absolutely competitive. If you think about Amazon's competing with television networks, <laughs> other streaming services, this is, this is a good thing. And uh, sad to say, it's not going to happen probably because it's just going to take so long for this investigation. You know, if Amazon were strictly in the business of selling things like it used to be, mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been an issue because the FTC traditionally allows companies to buy other companies in different industries. But the fact that they are already a major studio, I mean, it seems to me that's going to be part of the argument, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think the issue at this point is really that the movie studios are pulling content from places like Amazon Prime so they can launch you know, Peacock yeah, and their own are. things. Mm -hmm. And so this is a defensive move from Amazon against any competitive moves from the content creators. No, definitely. Right? And also from letting that content go to other people, you know, like that's all it is. It's, uh, that's all it is. Want people I mean, to stick with MGM you, you know, doesn't, is not making hot new films, by the way. No, they're, they're not making catalog. any theatrical. <laughs> yeah, they're buying a catalog. They aren't making anything theatrically. I don't even think they've had, I, they haven't had any hit theatrical films. They're buying James Bond and other. That's what they're right. buying. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> because the good catalog, the historical MGM catalog went to Warner Brothers when mm -hmm. Ted Turner bought MGM in the 80s. So, and, and then Warner Brothers bought um, uh, Turner in, in the 90s. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're buying the catalog. They're buying James Bond. And, and they don't mm -hmm. need the James IP. Bond they get too. Half of James Bond, too. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, they don't get the IP. They get the past catalog. And, well, they get the um, movies, but they can't make new movies. No, not necessarily. Not without the broccolis. Uh, yeah. Not yeah, they have the to use the broccolis. Okay. And in and, and the last James Bond film, you know, was distributed by Universal. That's um, what my mother used or, to or, say <laughs> when I said, is it time for dessert? She said, not without the broccoli. Yeah. But but what's interesting is because we've seen this happen before, and it'll be interesting to see how this kind of waves out. Because when um, these media companies started buying television networks, uh, when they were allowed to do that, starting with, uh, you know, uh, CBS and, and then ABC, uh, Disney buying ABC and whatnot, well, you started to see like this kind of uh, conglomeration where, you know, 20th Century Fox would only make TV shows that they would have first rights access for for the Fox mm -hmm. television network. And Universal would have first rights at, at NBC once they became a thing and, and ABC stuff for, for, for um, Disney and whatnot. But what happened was is they would still sell you know, those shows to other networks. Um, you know, uh, WB, uh, Warner Brothers, they've had two networks over the past two decades. Neither have been, like, successful, so to speak. You know, CW and the WB. But Warner Brothers Television is behind some of the biggest TV shows in, in history. You know, The Big Bang Theory, Friends, um, ER. And they didn't even consider, they wouldn't even consider, okay, would we take friends from NBC and put it on our fledgling WB service? No, of course not, right? It's like the same reason that they, they wouldn't, you know, like put Big Bang Theory on the CW, even though that launched the same year um, that, that uh, you know, Big Bang went to um, CBS. 
-hmm. they, they sell these things in other places because it makes sense to get the audience that way. And we've seen some of this where you've seen some of the, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, Ted Lasso is, is a, um, uh, Warner Brothers, um, and, and then I think like an NBC co-production, um, that's, that's on Apple, um, obviously it would have been better to be on Peacock, right? Like that would have made more sense, but they, they put it on Apple before Peacock launched. And you yeah, might say- Yeah, but remember future- that Office got pulled off of, the Office got well, pulled well, off yes, of Netflix well, well, and put on Peacock. Well, well of course, yeah. well, well, of course, but they had to pay for that. Like that's the thing. P- Peacock mm-hmm. had to pay- a huge amount of money to that side of Universal to be able to Yeah, to but do it's that. all, I don't get that because, so it's just, it's accounting because, because- It is, but- It's all the it, same it company. It is accounting. Yeah, but it's not because they have different PL stuff for each different group. Oh, okay. So it That's is all it is all it is all accounting. But if you think about it, they're running them like different so, divisions. So yeah, corporate wise, it's big. So, but my point was going to be. But I'm I'm wondering if, if the CEO of whatever this super company is <laughs> is just moving chess pieces around. So sometimes, sometimes, but but I think my point is like I wonder how long it's going to be before they just kind of have to accept reality and go okay, no, we're going to have to sell our shows to Netflix or to Amazon because that's where the eyeballs are. And if we want this to be a hit and actually get a good well, that's a good point. or get advertising, Peacock has not drawn Peacock. Peacock has not driven exactly. a lot of business. But the other it. upshot well, of this is as a consumer, if we have this balkanization of streaming services that we have terrible. to pay, we have to we buy to all of them. them. Agreed. Our old cable bills are going to look like peanuts compared to what our it already is. does. Well, no, yeah. well, well, it already does. Well, look, the, the, I've been predicting this for for close to a decade that cable is just going to be repackaged through streaming, and right. and the and it is. It's exactly what's happened. And we, the only we wanted disaggregation. That, we got re, we got aggregation. Right. We got we, we got well, and that's always what happens. Yeah. No, you aggravation, and, and it's harder to find things. We and, wanted and a la carte, and yeah. instead we're, we're getting, once we're, again, we're never, bundling We're never going to get a la carte. Bundling is, yeah, we're never going to get a la carte. We're never going to get a la carte. Even true a la carte, isn't, it's not that great, too, right? Like, yeah, it no, doesn't pay, not. but also I, I don't want to be paying iTunes, you know, for a specific show. <laughs> you know, I've tried that. that much right. It's very yeah. annoying. It's not great. It's very annoying. It's not great. People think they want it. They don't. What they happens don't. is, yeah. is that mm-hmm. when when you truly have a la carte, there are the great shows that don't have a wide enough audience that they can get that money for that don't exist. So when you have a la carte, what happens is it's just like what happens at the box office in traditional movies right now. Everything is Marvel isn't that or, the, or, or F9. Isn't that the bigger question, though? Is the ultimate damage to content in general uh, that... It, you know, it costs a lot of money to make good TV and movies, right? right? Mm-hmm. If you balkanize it, you're slicing the pie thinner and thinner and thinner. Pretty soon, are you not going to have great movies, or are you still going to have the, mm-hmm. the high quality? I mean, who, where 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 is the premier content going to show up? It depends for what TV, yeah, TV movies. It's uh, we're we're this has been a crazy. Notice year, how right? crappy the movies have been weeks. this year. Right there's no. I don't think there's been a decent. Maybe maybe the there new, there have been some. Maybe yeah. the new uh, Black Widow's good, but but there Black Widow's fun. Fast Nine is Fast Nine is saving cinema, and I always knew Vin Diesel could do See, it. That says know? something Fast, right there. Fast Nine's fun. If F Nine is yeah. saving movies. We're in because that's trouble. why we go to movies. We it's go to movies we go to for movies, that okay. to have fun. Well, I, well at with this a big point crowd now, yeah, that's all. I was going to say now. at this point yeah. be- because I think of this huge, you know, yeah. shift over the last fifteen years. These massive blockbusters, really, over the last ten years, the last fifteen, I think you could really make the argument. All, what we've done is we've ensured that studios really either are willing to do tiny, tiny films or 
um, these big, sure to be global international blockbusters. So you go to lowest common denominator. It's kind of mm-hmm. what I, we were saying before about like the, the AI voices thing. It's like you lose everything in the middle. And so is I, Amazon buying MGM? It, it, it doesn't matter, in other words, one no. way or the other. I don't it think so. No. Not no. for the, MGM's it's, it's for back catalog mostly. Yeah. yeah. No, also, they've been for That's sale for two years. Like, right. yep. You know, it, it, I would argue. So it's a little weird that the FTC has suddenly gotten woken up, and this is what they chose to to pay. I think they I mean, got to do something. Yeah. If if I were Amazon, I'd almost be happy because what mm-hmm. might happen is Save if this goes on any longer, they will. Well, well, a they 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 back out, but then what happens is MGM doesn't have any other prospects, and then it becomes one of these scenarios where you wait another eighteen months, yeah. and they have to sell for half back mm-hmm. to Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was it was going to buy Yahoo and... You're right. It was Microsoft. Microsoft. Remember that? And my <gasps> Yahoo stupidly that, So thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jerry Yang was like, no, we don't need to do that. I was like, yeah. okay, okay. For $21 billion, I think it was. It was a lot of money. Yeah. Huge amount of money. Yeah. $42 um, billion, I thought. I, 42? I can't remember. Was, I, think I think Microsoft might have also breathed a sigh of relief when they didn't get TikTok. Uh, when, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I personally breathe a sigh of relief because... Our cultures are not at all. <laughs> that <aligned>. doesn't match. <laughs> they don't go together. They don't go together. Um, okay, we'll stay in this vein and then we'll move on to uh, security. But uh, Apple is apparently in early talks, again from the information, to buy Sunday games from the NFL. Oh Talk about the balkanization of content. It was very confusing. Mm-hmm. I, on Thursday, Thursday Night Football, I had to figure out Wait, where is it? It's on Amazon? <laughs> so I'm going to have to resubscribe to Apple TV Plus to watch to football, watch football uh, on, a Sunday, on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. This is These are conversations that went on this week at Allen & Company. Uh, the conference right. is back on in Sun Valley. Are you, did you go? Did you have your private jet? I had to, I had to miss it this year because, uh, yeah, we were doing maintenance on the jet. But, yeah. uh, uh, so so my, my question on this would be, would they be buying it and then still charging like the $350 or whatever? Mm-hmm as an in-app purchase or would this be as a thing for them to try to get people into, you know, Apple TV plus? I don't know. That's a good question. Direct TV, according to the information, pays one and a half billion dollars a year for the Sunday ticket package. Yep. One and a half billion. It's just, it's not even all the games on a Sunday night. Nope. Uh, uh, (laughs) Wow. The NFL really is a money machine. It's amazing. Actually, during COVID, I was really glad that there were football games to watch. Uh, it, what I'd be curious about, too, would would they get you around the geo restriction, right? Like, are they going to no. force you? If it's a local market game, yeah. you still can't watch. Because I would, I would imagine that they that they would, right? But I don't well, know if you could use like VPNs or other stuff. Apple TV is going to start charging now. They've cut down their 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 uh, trial period to three months. Um, I'm gonna. St- I've been getting a 4.99 a month refund from Apple TV okay. for uh, months, but I think that's gonna stop uh, soon. It's really on the edge of like, yeah. uh, is it? Are you gonna? Is it okay now? Ted Lasso uh, season two Ted comes out great. this next week. Ted Lasso's yeah. great. Mythic Quest is great. They've got a lot of good shows. Yeah. Is Mythic mm-hmm. Quest great? Really? You want to? I, wanna I go really that like far? it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I like the last the the the. Uh, Instant episode they made the COVID episode was great, which mm-hmm. was the yeah, Mythic Quest is really good. Really, um, I yeah, thought it was terrible. I, okay. Oh, I'm a huge Always Sunny fan, so yeah. that's my bias. Oh, it's from the Always Sunny so, in Philadelphia yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, I also I yeah. hate that show, and I love Mythic Quest. So you know, for all it, mankind, 
Okay. Yeah. People say it's uh, like season Morning two show apparently is incredible. Morning yeah. show was terrible. You guys. I oh, I thought like it was it, yeah. great. Oh, I really God. liked it. It was awful. But it's a, it is weird how it's a whole streaming service where it's like one or two things. That's all they've got going. That's the they problem. No catalog. Right. Yeah. They have zero catalog. They have, they have catalog. no catalog. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. which, which, I mean, was why they were the original rumored buyer of MGM, and it made sense. Yeah. Um, it's also why they've been a rumored buyer of, of Sony's back catalog, but Sony has decided they didn't want to sell. Um, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. I mean, look, at this point, I get it for free as part of my Apple <laughs> iCloud Plus whatever subscription. Yeah, I buy yeah. the whole like, schlamazel, yeah. schlamazel. So... I get it through my through my phone thanks to our breaking you know net neutrality rules. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's all exactly exactly uh, it's the, all great. They yeah. are. Um, uh, what else is happening to Apple TV Plus? They are getting foundation. People are very. Is that foundation? That, yeah, yeah. The trailers look good. People it doesn't look excited. like foundation, but the trailers look. Good. You know, I thought that too. I thought it looks yeah. more like Star Wars than Foundation. Then somebody said, Which, "Well, Star Wars was inspired by yeah. Foundation, so elements of it are basically Star Wars." Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the problem is, people know Star Wars. They don't, except for sci-fi. We'll see. I don't. Uh, I believe David Goyer is behind this one, and yeah. that guy. It's, I'm, it's always iffy. Whenever Jared, he's on, Jared Harris as uh, Harry Seldon. Great casting. Mm-hmm. Great casting. What did, who did? What is this Goyer guy? What did he do? I mean, he's he's the guy who basically started doing comic book movies. So like oh. what uh, the Blade movies, which you know hit or miss. But then th- there's been like a lot of messy stuff throughout the 2000s with him. And yeah, not a fan. Okay. Not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our streaming TV update. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever Film Girl and Devendra are on, they both are you know very much cover this space. You <laughs> got slash film and. She's film girl for crying out loud. So uh, best know. username. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you sh- Rocket doesn't really cover uh, content, or does it? Maybe you do. We do sometimes. We do sometimes. Like you should it, you get back into doing some more of that stuff. Content I thought stuff. about it actually. Yeah, because yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, and you're passionate about it. You could just do a gossip <laughs> okay. girl show and leave it at that. Uh, I, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm so angry at the new gossip girl. I don't even want to talk about it. But. Oh right, I just started watching that last night. Wait a yeah. minute, Larry, you're watching the new got, Gossip Girl. I just started watching it. Nothing I, to be proud of. Larry, 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 I love, I love that you watched it. It's great, it's, it's great. Yeah, so, yeah I, I, I tweeted something about how, like, it didn't need to be made. And Probably a number not. of, like, well-respected, like, like people in tech, like, liked the tweet. And I was, like, very, like, both amused and kind of, because everyone watched, everyone watched Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. I used to DM with John Legere, the old CEO of T-Mobile. Right. He and I used about, to DM Gossip about Gossip Girl? Girl. We used to DM about Gossip Girl. Wow. What's he doing now, by the way? Do you, has he just DM'd you lately? He's just, <laughs> just enjoying the... He's the, all in his pink house. Yeah. yeah. His magenta life and, and his yeah. grilling, like yeah. living his best, best life you go, John. Legere. He did a great job running T-Mobile. He did. He was, he was my favorite CEO. He was yeah. so entertaining. He was everybody's favorite CEO. Everybody else, all the other CEOs are too constrained, too carefully. Who else is going to just DM with some rando about Gossip Girl? Like, <laughs> no kidding. Well, in a, in a way, I thought a little bit of the John Legere mystique was created, manufactured. Oh, but now that definitely. I know... That he DM'd yeah. you about Gossip Girl. I feel like man, maybe it was authentic. Maybe that really was. <laughs> and, like he, and like he reached out to me. Like it wasn't one of those things where like I like slid into his DMs. I'm like, yes, let's talk about Gossip Girl. Like he like. And you don't think he had like so a social organic. media person saying, okay, now here's what we do. No. You, you're going to. Not at gonna, all. No. 
he, he slide into, into Christina's Paris- DMs and he used to tune into my Periscope <laughs> sometimes. Wow. Like, wow. like it was, you know, he was just, he's very online, nice guy. And, um, uh, I was always yeah. impressed. You know, yeah. Those press yeah. events were always weird things where it would be like rock star events and like he yes. would strut down the main things like, mm. Old, t- old days. Those are the old days. Is he just buying his time days. waiting for a startup that he can <laughs> launch or a rocket or is he going to... He needs to... He's, he's like, he's been in business for a while. I think he just wants to rest, right? Yeah, wow, I mean, look, chill. if I were him, like, I would just, like, yeah. be living my best life. I'd be like, mm-hmm. I have more than enough money. Well, I can by the way, just- this is why we are not flying rockets into space or building half billion dollar <laughs> yachts. You give me $10 million, I'm going to go, thanks, see you later, bye-bye, I'm going to the beach. The difference between us and all of these mega guys is they're never right. satisfied. They never get enough. They're never satisfied. Ledger mm-hmm. got $137 million severance. Jeez. If that's me, you're right. I ain't doing another day's work. You know, I, don't actually, work. I don't believe you. You, you think I'd be doing this no matter I, what? I, no, you're going to do this for a I think you probably yeah. already could retire if you really wanted to. I actually could. And love your work. I think you would take more <laughs> vacations and you would maybe have like a more of like a, a roving like like mobile studio. I'm moving to right? Mars. Like, yeah. even, oh. like I think you'd have like a yacht like with the yeah. studio on it. But okay, I think yeah, right. Still, exactly. Give me $100 million. Yeah. yeah, is Joe Rogan going to keep working or is he, he I mean, <laughs> give me $100 million. I would. I would build a, a, a beautiful $50 million Airstream. And drive around the country. And, yeah, uh, that, that would be, cool. there. That'd be cool. Be awesome. That'd be super cool. Or record right from the beach, you know, just like the yeah. waves, that's part of the background noise. You know, actually, even even I could afford to retire if I wanted to. I, and almost, it's I, actually kind of fun, you know. Working you is fun if grapes. you don't have to work. If you had to pick grapes, I would, you know. Yeah. You have a, <laughs> no, but you have I, this cool isn't game. picking grapes. This yeah. isn't even working. Um, don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell leo he might stop paying oh wait a minute uh, <laughs> it's a little different when you uh, when you own the company right uh speaking of which we're going to talk about kaseya in just a second Ooh, ow ow that's the big ransomware story of the week but first a word and this will not be by an automated machine by for about my mattress casper I love my Casper. I sleep on it every day. Casper. I woke up on a Casper today. I should check my sleep score. I feel like it was very high. Casper is the best mattress I've ever had. In fact, I I confess, foolishly, we went out and we got a fancy mattress some years ago. Thought, oh, you know, this thing's costing thousands. It must be really great. Lisa and I looked at each other about a year later. I said, this, let's get a Casper. <laughs> let's get a, let's get a, we want a new Casper. But Casper has a new collection. And now I'm tempted. The Casper cooling collection. Here I am opening our uh, King Casper wave. Uh, and by the way, in this video, I, I admit I'm opening this Casper. And by the way, they come in an amazingly compact box. You open them up and they, whoosh, they expand. They, they're ready to go. You don't have to air them out or anything. They smell fantastic. But I did realize that after doing this, I had opened it in my foyer. (laughs) (laughs) Now what? Now what? I got to get the mattress into the bedroom. But it is, oh, look at that. The Casper's new cooling collection is even cooler. Casper's Wave Hybrid Snow Mattress keeps you cool for 12 plus hours, pulling the heat away from your body for sustained temperature regulation, a cool-to-the-touch feeling, and a much-improved tomorrow. If you live in the hot zone, like, say, Seattle, you're going to really want 
betting that lets you be cool at night. Better betting makes for a better tomorrow. Casper's hyperlight sheets designed with an innovative grid weave that lets the air flow through for maximum breathability. I don't know about you. I can't sleep with just a sheet. I need a kind of a blanket. So the lightweight duvet is perfect. It provides optimal temperature control without sacrificing plush comfort. And between you and the mattress, Casper's breathable mattress protector. It improves the coolness of the bed even further by allowing air to flow between your body and mattress. Casper really works to design an ecosystem for a better night's sleep. And we know sleeping cool is how to sleep better. All of Casper's new cooling collection are designed to prevent overheating all night long. Cooler sleep means better sleep. Better sleep means better tomorrows. Casper's got something for everybody when Abby moved into her new apartment. I celebrated. I sent her the basically a Casper collection of my own. I sent her the frame, the foundation, the mattress, the sheets, the pillows, the whole works. She loves them. When it comes to a better night's sleep, Casper's new cooling collection has you covered. Focus on tomorrow. Let Casper handle the rest. Explore Casper's products, mattresses, sheets, pillows, and more at casper.com slash twit one. You might want to get a Casper for your doggy, too. They've got great dog beds. Use the code TWIT1 for $100 off select mattresses. TWIT1 is the offer code for $100 off select mattresses at casper.com slash TWIT1. Exclusions apply. See casper.com for more details. Casper. Love him. Have a great night's sleep. It was kind of funny because I looked at Lisa I said, you really like this mattress. She said, no, I got, we got it because you like it. I said, I don't like this mattress. Well, let's get a Casper. Okay. You mentioned sleep score. I check my, my Fitbit sleep score every night. And it doesn't always uh, correlate to how I felt that night, right? Like I got well, then to, you're feeling wrong. You should really I know. It's like I got a low sleep score last night, and I thought I slept great. Lisa, <laughs> my wife, Lisa, is so competitive. She <laughs> will get up and say, what score. was your sleep score? I'll say um, 64. Not says, good. I got an 88. She competes on sleep score. Right. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to check. Because I know she's going to do this. I'm just going to check. I, we have a sleep tracker in the bed. Uh, Which one do you have? Oh, I only got a 51 oh, you, last oh, night. Oh, you have the sleep tracker. Okay, you have Philippe's product. Yeah, that's yeah. Philippe Kahn. That's why yeah. I got it. Yeah. Philippe Kahn, remember him from yep. Borland International? Yep. And, uh, oh, then I, he, I had dinner with him Saturday night. Oh, I, I love Philippe. Great ago. guy. Yeah, well, he's great. Yeah. So he um, he invented the camera phone. Right. Which is a wild story. We we talked about this on triangulation. He was his wife was having a baby, and I can't understand this as a geek. Maybe you did this too, Devendra. I beat you. We tried it. You got a sixty-one. You beat me. Sixty-one. Yeah, not, not good. <laughs> I hate you. See, he's competitive too. See, yeah. see. So uh, Philippe says there ought to be some way to send pictures out of this baby. <laughs> so he goes out. This is. I know this is to handle the anxiety. Right. But but he goes to his car, he gets some tools, gets some electronics, cobbles together a, a wireless radio for his smartphone, takes the first camera phone picture of this baby. Um, Sophia. Sophia. Who's 22 years old Who's now. 22 now. Yep. Yep. But Philippe is, no, is a brilliant guy. He's a Frenchman, oh, yeah. plays the saxophone, created and Borland. The and the clarinet. Brilliant, brilliant guy. He said, you know, this, this might be a business. He patented the whole thing. And pretty much any camera phone you use... Is, is patented by Philippe Kahn. And then later he created a company, Motion X, right? Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Yeah. With a, that 
monitors the accelerometers in these phones, and that's where sleep tracker. The sleep. And now he's got full from. power, which does sleep tracker, and he's full power. He's got a complete sleep lab in Santa Cruz. I mean, he's like, I mean, he also races yeah. yachts. Yeah, I was in the. Uh, we were in the bay a few <laughs> years ago, and uh, we're on a sailboat. Not mine, a friend's. And uh, he says, "See that? That's Philippe." Yeah. And and they are they're all the boat is like this, the heeled way over. There's a bunch of people wearing foul weather gear, hanging out of the boat. They're 20 feet in the air as the boat is almost on the, the sails, almost touching the ground. And they're whizzing along, and you can see Philippe in the background, going, like cracking the whip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is quite a guy. Well, give him and my regards. I, I will. And about really- he also has a foundation uh, that he and Sonia, his wife, uh, do. And I have to be careful what I say, whether this is something I'm allowed to talk about. But um, let's just say that the picture of – I don't know if you can bring this up uh, – picture of the baby of uh, – uh, Yeah, this born. is the first camera yeah. phone picture that, that he – That picture may become an NFT. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. This was the first cell phone it. picture ever, uh, ever taken. So you can buy the rights to that picture and the money would go to charity. Oh, good for him. Yeah, so – yeah. The first cell phone picture in 1997 of his now 22-year-old And she's a, she's a student in New York. Yeah. Doing great. So that was a digression, but a good one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Kaseya, a name that will live in infamy. Software used by IT guys, managed service providers, small guys who... On, we use a, a managed service provider. That's what Russell is. He's, they, they contract out to small companies to do IT services. Uh, and they, uh, it, it turns out, many of them use a product called Kaseya, which, be, in the nature of the thing, it's a monitoring tool, I think. They put it on their clients' computers. Well, of course, Kaseya got hacked. And um, at last count, somewhere between 800 and 1,500 small businesses have been hit by ransomware because of this flaw in Kaseya's software. It is literally, quite literally, the worst ransomware attack in history. The R evil guys mm-hmm. who uh, perpetrated this have said, give us $70 million, we'll give you a decryption key that will work for all of you. $70 million. They may get it. Who knows? Uh, in fact, President Biden actually called Putin this week mm-hmm. and said, knock it off. <laughs> he, he, he's, I don't know if he said knock it off exactly. Maybe he said, here's the deal. Knock it off. Yeah. But what, Knock but, off the malarkey. Yeah. Knock off the malarkey. Here's the deal. Uh, uh, actually, the, the problem is, you know, our evil, who knows? Mm-hmm. Probably Biden and our, and our intelligence services have some idea. Are these guys tolerated by the Russian government, funded by the Russian government, actually employed by the Russian government? Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. Or are they just failing to enforce the law? Which would or be the most it is against explanation. the law, yeah. And, and I think that's probably the latter. Yeah. I think it's probably they're, they're a ransomware gang. They're crooks. But they're t- you know, they're, the Russian authorities are looking the other way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Biden kind of said, you know, we, don't, we don't know, if, they're, you know if you guys are supporting them, but you need to enforce the law. You need to get this to stop. Uh, I doubt that. Putin. Maybe he can. I don't know. No, if they ever hooked up with the political defenders. Put some plutonium in their tea. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyway, this is the worst news. Apparently, this is from Bloomberg, uh, they've got a number of sources of former Kaseya employees in software engineering and development. They asked not to be identified for fear of professional retribution. Said they'd been warning Kaseya since 2017 that there were massive security problems. 
This is from the Bloomberg story. Is this, cloud da- is this data sitting on Kaseya's cloud servers or is it sitting in the client's local storage? Yeah, I wish I don't know. And maybe we, I know in our chats we have IT folks who might yeah, well be using they- Kaseya. So. Oh, Retcon, do do you know if Kaseya? How is my sense is it's a it's a a performance monitoring tool that you put on clients so that you can maybe do remote access, but maybe see how they're doing. Um, I don't know if it goes back to a cloud. Among the most glaring problems, according to Bloomberg, software underpinned by outdated code, the use of weak encryption and passwords in Kaseya's products and servers, a failure to adhere to basic cybersecurity practices, most importantly, regularly patching software, and a focus on sales at the expense of other priorities. Where have we heard this before? This is very Mm -hmm. similar to the SolarWinds story. A Kaseya spokesperson declined to address the accusations saying we will not comment on matters involving personnel or the ongoing criminal you know, investigation. If a, if a car company was as negligent with its safety features, you know, with its brakes and airbags, as these guys are allegedly with their security, they would be in very serious legal trouble, at least in terms of litigation. They, this, you know, maybe they will be. One of the former employees told Bloomberg in early 2019 he sent the company – uh, leaders a 40-page memo deleting secu- uh, detailing security concerns, and he was fired two weeks later. Another employee said Kaseya rarely patched its software servers and stored customer passwords in clear text on third-party platforms. Oh, Lord. Um, the employee and others said executives were told that Kaseya's virtual system administrator software was so antiquated and riddled with problems it should be replaced. Of course, that's what Revil used or R-Evil used. Is it R-Evil or Revil? I guess it's R-Evil. I call it R-Evil. R-Evil. I like Revil. But they are evil. They are evil. R-Evil. Anyway, yeah, just this is not the first time we've heard of you know, these companies not taking security seriously. And what's sad is the small businesses who are affected by this right. probably were taking security seriously. And the MSPs probably were. Well, you know, we, we're constantly being lectured at by people, including I lecture people, you know, make sure you've got good software and, and all this and that. But the fact is that we are passengers on the bus. And if the bus company doesn't fix their tire, then you get hurt in a crash. It's not your fault. And, and that's the problem right now with so much of these these hacks and security breaches. They're affecting businesses and individuals who didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's 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 bad out there. And uh, these ransomware uh, companies are making, I mean, $70 million, right? They're making so much money. Hmm. Um, Maybe they can sponsor space probes. According Eventually, to, they will. Yeah. According to um, a uh, crowdsourced ransomware payment company, they monitor ransomware payments, uh, Krebs Stamos Group, uh, Thirty so far this year, $32 million in ransomware payments so far this year. Most of them to our evil. Hmm. It's like the old airplane hijacking thing. Yeah. Except now it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's ransomware everywhere. It's safer. <laughs> I was watching, um, you know, uh, a movie about Robin armored vehicles. This seems to be a very popular uh, subject for movies, yep. right? Yep. yep. And I'm looking at them and Power go, trip. does anybody the do Jason that Statham anymore? One? 
Yes, as yeah. a matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> I said, does anybody do that anymore? <laughs> Why bother? Why bother, yeah. Why risk yeah. your life when you can make so much more? Just, you know, a little ransomware here, a little mm-hmm. hack in there. You don't have to leave home. But it's not a cinematic, you know? It yeah. makes a lousy movie. I completely agree with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not going to see in 10 years, oh, you know, Boston's famous for the ransomware gangs. You're not going to see that, no. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, thought well, actually that'd be some movies. That was a good. That was I like Jason Statham. I'm trying to remember. If I, li- I like that's a that's a fun movie. I wish like half the dialogue was not in that movie. Yeah, I wish people weren't speaking because the words are bad. So the words are bad. The premise was good, and Statham yes, is always cool. great. No, what you could have though as a movie would be somebody has the ransomware attack, and then you know Statham or someone mm-hmm. goes after them and kills everybody. Um, and yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. Like yeah. that would be the thing. It's like okay, now I'm going to track you down to whatever you know island or or, or uh, you know nation state. By the way, I think that or, was, or was that Black Hat. Black no, Hat was a ransomware, was, but it was a hack. It wasn't yeah. ransomware. You just but, described but the plot of startup. Yeah. Because basically, <laughs> Startup is a boring show about cryptocurrency, except that everybody gets killed. Mm. So it's, mm-hmm. it keeps it interesting. There's, there's gangs, there's murders, but it's about crypto. Um, mm. Actually, it was kind of interesting. I, we finally finished it last night. We binged the final uh, a few Wait, episodes. Wait, if it's bad, why are you watching it, Leo? I have to ask this to everybody. Uh, why? It wasn't that so bad. many good shows. You know what's oh. interesting about that show? It was bad. Mm-hmm. The acting was horrific. <laughs> Um, except that Hellboy is in it, so that's pretty good. Um, I love Ron Perlman. I love yeah. Ron Perlman, but uh, yeah. it, it it's funny. Even though it was the terrible acting and, and scripting, it, it somehow yeah. you got engaged in it in the sense that you want to know yeah. what happened next. Mm-hmm. And so, the I, streaming bare minimum. Yeah, it's like I watch Manifest, and the first two seasons are on Netflix. <laughs> is it any and, good? Oh, My daughter terrible. loves Let it. Me it's terrible. Oh, okay, I just downloaded it for the a trip third, to Hawaii. The third I'm season is on right Hulu. Now. Do not watch the third season. Oh, isn't that bad, really? <laughs> it's not worth it. It's kind of <laughs> like the it's the lost problem, right? Yeah. You set up this whole yes. supernatural yeah. premise, but you don't really know what's going on, and you can't finish no. it. And it makes no sense, even <laughs> within their crazy yeah. matrix of. So here's a no tip: sense, if you're going to do this, plot the whole thing out first. Right. Yes, and, and don't, 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 don't And here's the other thing: and don't, don't lie about it, and don't get canceled yeah. before you wrap it up. Yeah. Because so we're watching Correct. the third season. We say, oh, it's going to wrap up. Great. No, they canceled it. They were planning on wrapping it up. In it a, got in a so later bad. Season. Yeah. That so we'll they never, just, we'll, we'll never, never find out how it ends. Yeah, startup ends in the middle, too, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah, that happened with the, uh, the worst one for me, personally, that I still will never get over all these years later was Models, Inc., which was a oh spinoff boy. of Bellows yeah. Place, which was a spinoff of Beverly Hills, Nine Hundred Two And I was like 11, and it, it was a terrible show, but it was great. It was totally soapy. It was like, you know, like uh, they, they brought in um, What's-Her-Face from, um, from Dallas, um, uh, who, who uh, it re- briefly appeared on Melrose Place as Heather Locklear's mom, and that was like the connection. And it, it was a bad show, but it ended on this cliffhanger mm-hmm. where one of the characters, Carrie on Ma- Moss, who later went on to be, you know, in the Matrix, of course, was like stuck in some sort of like prostitute hell, and a, a gun went off at a wedding, and oh, there were no. like all these other things like up in the air, and and then the show was canceled. Oh no. They they air it on they air it on E. This is the hilarious thing. They air it on E um, uh, briefly, and for the final episode, they had like 
one scene that had clearly been shot like in a weird soundstage or whatever where you just see um, Linda What's-Her-Face from Dallas just being like, that's it, I'm closing the agency. And, and like nothing is resolved. So would it be legal for you to write your own sequel and wrap it up? Is that, <laughs> is that violating any of their No, that's, I think that there's a... That would actually be great. Yeah. I think there are I, already I a number of season eights for Game of Thrones that people have mm-hmm. written. I want to do a sequel to Forrest Gump. I want to see what happened to there's Forrest Gump. There's a book Gump. sequel to Forrest There's a book Gump. sequel. It's oh, terrible. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's oh, really yeah. bad. Oh, too bad. <laughs> yep. All right. But the original book was bad too. So Devendra, you should write your own sequel. What's the show that you watch that you would ask, why are you watching that? Why why am I watching that? Yeah, what's you like know? your guilty pleasure? The show that you sh- you, you hate yourself for watching. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably not really hate myself. I'm watching the new Godzilla anime series on Netflix and okay, it's fine, oh, yeah. but uh, it, it, it just kind of the animation's really good, and I'm waiting for it to like get interesting, but there's a lot of cool stuff in it. I, it's not like a good introduction to anime for people, but it's fun for me. Yeah. Speaking of bringing things back, we can thank Microsoft Teams. Oh, Clippy. Clippy. <laughs> Clippy's Bob back. back. Listen, he came, he came too soon. We're talking about like predictive uh, he was, text and he code was right now. He was before his time. Yeah. Justice, for, justice for Clippy. Yeah. Yeah. These are new Teams backgrounds. They featured not just Clippy, but Microsoft Solitaire and Microsoft Paint and I love this. Bliss. You can have Bliss, the very famous Windows XP wallpaper. Ooh. It's beautiful. This actually was taken oh, up the nice. road a bit in Sonoma County. Yeah, I was going to say. Is newer, like, high-quality version Looks better, this? doesn't it? Let me looks go full better. screen. Yeah. Ooh, pretty. There's more definition. Yeah, yeah it's not those, 640 by 480. Yeah, those clouds are brighter. <laughs> There's, uh, I think if you were in a Teams meeting and this was behind you, <laughs> solitaire. Uh, Love it. Yeah. What about I, Bob? I'm, I'm into this. Yeah. Oh, what about yeah. Bob? I agree. We need so, Bob. Yeah, what about Bob? We need Bob. Here's Pete. Okay. So, so what's hilarious on a, on campus? Uh, we have a like a, a library, um, and um, they have like an archivist thing, and they have a, a wall of fame. And of classic products, but there's also like a shelf of shame where they show off like failed products. Uh-huh. So like the Microsoft Ken is there, and one of the things is Love the it. never released, the never released Bob 2.0, okay. but the Gold Master, and it never came out. But the Bob 2.0 like uh, Gold Master CE is there, oh, and I would that do needs to go to try missing and on the internet. So yeah, Melinda French. I mean, I know. Melinda French, yes. who later became Melinda Gates and maybe become Melinda French again, probably mm-hmm. came to my house to show me Bob. And, oh God! And I was I was process of reviewing it. And I asked my wife what she think. She said, "Why would anybody take technology advice from a dog?" <laughs> so I gave it a not so great review. But um, I mean, you weren't wrong. It was it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was funny. My only memory of Bob. My only memory of Bob was was when I would go to like the the software stores at the mall when I was like in like third grade and stuff, and I would they would have Bob on some of those computers, and I would play with it, and I would have to like suffer through the terrible Bob interface to try to get to the real Windows 3.1, you know, yep. interface so I could yep. actually me- mess with their computers. The, the Sears people were were always very annoyed, but that's what you did back in the 90s. <laughs> that's why you no longer buy computers fun. at Sears, right? <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> the animated search dog in uh, Windows XP? Y- yep. You remember him? Yes. Oh, wow. and, yeah, and, and then there's and there's Merlin too, right? Yeah, Merlin. Yeah. Paul Thorat talks about this because when you turn it off, the dog wanders oh. off sadly and oh. then looks back oh. at you and, and then kind of goes away and it's like this poor sad dog. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a new uh, dog every time, was, and they don't tell you what happens was when, this, when you turn off. Yeah. This, by the way, wasn't Melinda Gates? You, you mentioned that, right? Yeah. She was the product manager. She was the product manager. Yeah, she was the one. So, yeah. yeah, we can blame her. Right. Uh, she's got other problems. For you. I don't problems or well, opportunities. I don't know, both. <laughs> I, I don't know. Speaking of opportunities, we were talking about Microsoft missing an opportunity, not spending 40 Five billion dollars to buy Yahoo, but apparently Sunson, Masayoshi's son, the guy in charge of SoftBank, thinks the Yahoo brand is still worth a little something. He just paid one point six billion dollars for the name. Hmm. Amazing okay. for the name from Verizon. Well. this was the yeah. best thing Verizon got yeah. for. By the way, yeah. <laughs> Verizon. Uh, um, and the homepage and everything, yeah. Yeah, I, I still use my Yahoo. soon-to-be former. Oh, I was yeah, gonna say, not I, 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 yeah. I, I was yeah. going to say they also got a Devendra. Devendra was one of the yeah. best things yeah. they got from that. So, so are they, right. come on are now. they selling Engadget as well? <laughs> yeah, who owns Engadget? Uh, I mean, now? it's all gone. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be um, a holding company whose name I cannot recall. <laughs> you better remember yeah. it quick. Yeah, really. It's not. It's not Red Ventures. They bought no. It's not Red. They bought CNET. They bought CNET, and it's it's and it's not who. It's yeah. not whoever uh, the the scabs who bought yeah. Gizmodo. It's Apollo Funds. Great, Great Hill. There we go. Great it's Apollo. Yeah. Oh, Apollo Funds. It's not Great yeah. Hill. Apollo. Partners, okay? Apollo's. But Apollo. what these are all. Apollo's fine. These are all private yeah. equity funds, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the deal? I mean, what do private equity funds see in these brands that Verizon and hopefully a lot of opportunities Leo. <laughs> I can list off many right now. I was going uh, to say they have like. <laughs> I, maybe Verizon the just most enduring brand that content exactly. wasn't their thing, and you know we shouldn't really be focusing on content. We've got a business to run, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but but Apollo says, well, well, no, well, this is a valuable asset, and gadgets great. I think, and we could do. I don't know what's this. going on with Apollo, but I think in general, a lot of these things are ad plays for all these private equity funds, and yeah. then it's like what the media companies try to do, but the media companies don't have the energy. Or time, or like they don't want to spend that time investing in content. They just want the ad stuff. So maybe private equity can do better. I don't know. Yahoo in Japan is still a big name, apparently. Uh, that's, of course, uh, you know, why Sunson uh, yep. bought him. Uh, the yeah. homepage is still super popular. Like, if, my, if it's one like of the my articles most goes to the website homepage, in the world, yeah. wow, it like, blows it, up. It, 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 it's, it's, I, think, I think the order is, if I, if I remember this correctly, I think that it's Google. Um, YouTube, Yahoo, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I can't remember the other two because I read this the other day and I was like shocked. <laughs> Yahoo, Yahoo Brands made up four of the top ten visited websites in Japan last year. The Yahoo Japan homepage brought in almost the same number of users as YouTube. Wow. The, the Yahoo name is used on weather and maps apps, finance portals used by day traders, mm-hmm. a discount mobile phone brand run by SoftBank, Yahoo Auctions, which is as big as uh, eBay, um, and also a fashion e-commerce outlet called Zozo, <laughs> and a mobile payment platform called Pepe. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, so uh, Yahoo is still alive, and and if you ever need a job, Devendra, Japan is calling. By the way, I didn't finish. I mean, that would be fun. Here is yeah. the team's paint background. We got a little distracted by Bob and. Rover, and here's Clippy. Now, see, that's a great team's that's background. Good. That's a good clip. It is. Yeah. It, 
I, okay, honestly, I'm also really glad that they leaned into this because, and I probably shouldn't say this, but <laughs> the company hasn't always been happy to look back on its past. Let's yeah. just say that. <laughs> no, that's so, true. <laughs> so, so because some of us have tried to use Clippy and other things and, and right. things that might be deemed as official and, and have been very loudly yelled at by the branding police, which is fair. That is their job. They no, they're trying things. to suppress all memory of this. <laughs> but but I was really glad to see them like lean into this. I was like, yes, yeah, Clippy yeah. is good. Yeah. I've just we made all it love Clippy. My desktop wallpaper. Look at this. Uh, that's great. It's Linux, but okay, you know. The, the I mean, that makes it even better, to be honest. It, yeah, nostalgia makes bad things seem good, you know, so might as well lead in now that you're 30 years away from it. Yeah, yeah, that's really true, isn't it? Right. <laughs> it was awful then. Awful, it was but bad. we love it, it now. Bad. It was yeah. terrible then, but we have memories of, like, our fond times, like, exactly. fighting with it, right? Yeah. Like, it's like thinking of, it's like, like, for... For millennials, it's like the cartoons you grew up with. No, it's right. like watching old sitcoms. Yes. You love them. I mean, yeah, exactly. sitcoms I hated as a kid, I love watching now. Well, yeah. and, but and there has to be sufficient irony. So, for instance, if I yes. were to use this Windows XP wallpaper uh, on this machine, people would just think, oh, you just have no taste. Mm-hmm. No, you know, no, no. They go, I think, like, yeah. But if I use Clippy, that's it. clearly ironic, right? Right. That's, that's like a clear, I'm so cool and hip that I love Clippy. That's, I mean, there's an entire musical genre now based on, like, you know, old window sound effects. So you, you can't oh, yeah, predict no, any yeah, of these I, things, you know? Well, I was going to say, I love Vaporwave so much as both I love genre vaporwave. and, like, as a fashion. Yeah. I love Vaporwave so much. I have so many Vaporwave clothing things. It's, like, <laughs> What is Vaporwave? What are you talking oh, about? Oh, Leo! Oh, it's so good. It's the best. It's so it's, good. It's, it's this music genre, but it's also a fashion genre where people take things from the 90s and and now it's kind of veering towards early 2000s and they take like the music sounds oh and they God. take like the imagery and, and then they like mash it up and, and kind of make weird knockoff stuff. It's so good. Turn it's on really my good. sound, John. This is the Windows startup sound. It's like sound. chill vaporwave music, yeah. This is, this is a vaporwave oh, wow. Windows startup sound. And see the whole aesthetic that you'll see people make. Yeah. It's, is this it's like, like demo scene or, I mean, what is it? What's going no. on? It's something being played through memory and like there's always a lot of like electronic, like, yeah, stuff added to it. It's it's fascinating. To me, as like a reflection of culture. This is absolutely fascinating. This is actually. Yeah, I, I think, love it. <laughs> God. <laughs> this is like the ring video, <laughs> except for tech people. <laughs> this is like, it looks Completely. like it's on a bad VHS tape. Right. And uh, yeah. That's why. Go to public go to publicspace.xyz yep. and you can see some of the clothing I own. I, I've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on their clothing. Oh, uh, I have amazing. like I have this great I have this great uh hoodie that's like half the Apple logo, half the Microsoft Windows logo, and, and it says like Apple ninety five. So it's kind of re- it's remixing kind it's of it's remixing yeah. retro and especially for I think uh you know Gen Z kids who didn't barely even live through it too it's like it's a way of reliving it it's the way like 70s stuff was hot in the 90s it's fascinating yeah so uh is this oh look there's the windows uh, logo windows yeah, 95 you do see <laughs> i could see shirt. wearing this around microsoft you would look very hip oh yeah very no hip. people love it i get so many comments uh, uh on a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff that i wear and like when i um it's on hiatus right now but when i do like my weekly youtube show i always wear funny <laughs> oh, you shirts have to and have stuff. something like that yeah well nice. and well my whole Stick on oh, that this show is funny. Is I, wear, I wear ridiculous shirts every week. Yeah. See, get this. They're, they're, exactly. they're merging the yeah. Instagram with Pell Mall or Marlboro yep. and then filtered. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like 
It's a mashup of cigarettes and Instagram. Are they implying that Instagram is addictive and harmful? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. This is really, oh, here's Polaroid. Polaroid. Oh, you know what? I'm going to dress like this from now on. Oh, please. Uh-huh. Please yeah. do. Yes. I have an Amiga. I have an Amiga T-shirt from them that is awesome. Can I like, wear? Can I wear this uh, on the uh, on the airplane? Uh, I think they'll. Uh, they'll like yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah, sure, looks mm-hmm. comfy. My last oh. sixteen-hour flight, I wrote. I wore athleisure, and it was the best decision I ever made. So, <laughs> oh, I always, always at this go. point wear athleisure on my flights. Yeah. yeah. What is athleisure? I mean, I, do you know what that is? I, you know, get off my lawn. It's, it's like we're, we're like Wal- Statler and Waldorf, it's, it's, and you guys. It's, it's, show. Yeah. It, it's 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 Lululemon basically, but but athleisure, yeah, yeah. yeah but you wear your probably... exercise stuff, not exercising, but it's right. still comfy. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you mean that's all it is. Oh, so did do yeah. you get in good shape by buying it and wearing it on an airplane? To yeah, absolutely. Make you healthier? It's, it's really totally. comfortable. Oh, comfortable. That's the main. So thing. you're the kids who made fun of us for wearing leisure suits, right? And sweatpants. Right. It has nothing to we do are. with leisure suits. Though. That is, <laughs> it, that is like, something very. It, that different. is true. And 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 the thing with with good athleisure is that it is designed so that it could also kind of be streetwear. So is absolutely. it is it the letter F plus leisure? Athleisure. Athletic leisure. Are my bike shorts, are they going to be cool again? The ones that my... my, No, never wear bike shorts. shorts No, bike shorts never wear those It depends on how short they are. Uh, I was going to say, it depends on how short they are. It's how tight they are that I wear. and above. (laughs) Okay, I'm not wearing athleisure anywhere. (laughs) You can do it, No, but the whole trend is like... Genuinely, and I say this, like... With total self awareness, that I've spent like I've bought one hundred and twenty dollar <laughs> pair of of um, you know like yoga pants, leggings that I will never wear for yoga or working out that are strictly designed for like you know the streetwear aesthetic that you pair with like L Magazine you know. calls this the clothing style that confuses the viewers with its will they won't they go work out aesthetic right absolutely exactly right it's great listen it's better than sweatpants okay I always felt like it is sweatpants are just giving and up by in the general way, and that that has become a hit like popular fashion thing too athleisure is at least a little sleeker yeah you will be reassured larry that apparently it's blazers with biker shorts see but yeah. not on us i've got the wardrobe i've got the you know I'll we don't know it. what's happening below that desk i'm gonna find some yeah. millennials to sell my wardrobe to uh yeah okay uh, you know actually i i got some wardy uh clothes and they're very comfortable well, that's kind of there's a nike pro well, hijab cool. that's nice i like that mm-hmm Okay, I, it's it's stuff like what you're looking at, like the track jacket. Okay, yeah. Bring the track jacket and some running, like sure. running pants sure. and a nice like. He ran like, to catch the plane. Sure, yeah, exactly. Right. So people think you're, you're in running. great shape when they when you wear this, right? right? They think right. you work out. No, it has nothing to do with no. Nothing. No, they don't. You didn't even try absolutely to. zero. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay, I got it. You guys, but you could try the leggings, Leo. I'm sure we'd all love to see that. You do not. It's, it's, it's all about style. Like you, you pair with the right yeah. shoes. Like you get like the right Jordans. You get like the right like hoodie. Like it's. Yeah. I feel it's like good. we're really getting schooled here by the, yeah, uh, know, okay. the young. This is why I, I do thought you were going to Hawaii, Leo. You got to. I am. We, I'm we wearing, help you relax. I'm wearing Don yeah. Ho Hawaiian shirts. I'm not wearing the athleisure. <laughs> are you excited about the Switch OLED model? Three hundred fifty dollars. Uh, the guts are the same, but it's got a nice big OLED screen. Same nice size big device. Screen. But it's got a smaller bezel. That's that's the trend. This is this was the drama of the week, right? Because all the video yes. game uh, media was like, um, there were a lot of leaks. Even Bloomberg was reporting that it was going to be like a switch with 4K upscaling using yeah. Nvidia DLSS all and all excited. this fun technology. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's like everybody forgot what Nintendo does. 
And what Nintendo does is usually the bare minimum. And like, hey, yeah, OLED screen, everything else is the same. And an Ethernet port on the dock. Love it. They're like, we're going to squeeze as much money uh, out of this console as we can. Like, just like they did with the Mm -hmm. Game Boy and and with the the DS series. And the DS and everything, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I joked on Twitter. I was like, well, I'm glad I don't have to buy the new... I don't have to buy my fifth Nintendo Switch. But you will. Um, you fifth. will. Yeah, fifth. You know I will. Did the other ones break yeah. you know you or will. you just want no. to complete your collection? It, it's a long story. Uh, <laughs> one of them is the Animal Crossing themed one. Um, I have one that of one. Them yes. Is, <laughs> one of them is one that I got specifically. It was a first gen one, uh, OG one that, that I got for um, to hack okay. Um, okay. Uh, without getting banned. Because my OG day one one, I, I like don't mm. want to hack it. Because no, if it's... you go online accidentally with it, then they'll ban you. Oh. They'll ban, they'll ban that switch from, that, from, right. from going online. I didn't want right. to deal with that. But I wanted to hack it and play around with homebrew stuff, so that's what the what one what one of them is that's for. Smart. So I have yeah. my original. So I'm, so my original one. I have my um, uh, switch light. Then I have the OG one that I got uh, used to hack. Then I have the <laughs> Animal Crossing one. I also bought one with my husband, so technically I have five. But if I were to sure. buy like the OLED one for myself, then that would be five. And I was like, oh well, I don't have to buy this. Well, but yeah. you're gonna buy it. Buy it. You know Come you're on. gonna buy it. So the, the thing is, like, it's it's easy to make fun of this, but uh, we don't talk enough about how terrible the Switch screen is. It's really it isn't bad. very outdoors. Good. Yeah. It is bad. I yeah. can't play is direct. I it's pl- terrible. I, you can't play. I plug in it into my TV most of the time, and it's yeah. Fine. You know, so it's I think 1080p. for people who play portably, um, the OLED is beautiful. I will you know fight to the death yeah. uh, about the advantages of OLED over everything. Right. So yeah, this would be a much bigger screen. Look, they do like a nice uh, upgrade, like uh, in person like a live upgrade of what, you know, the difference the screen is versus the old one. It looks like it's six, seven inches versus 6.2. That's like noticeable yeah. on a device that's small. Um, and OLED looks better. It yeah. just looks so much better. And it, also, yeah. the colorway looks really good. Like, looks good. The white, I'm really into. In our mm-hmm. chat room, Firefox NX says the Nintendo OLED is the athleisure of game consoles. Is that... I mean, that's a great yeah. thing. That's <laughs> like actually, that. absolutely. I, I think that's brilliant. That's actually complete. It's, it's yeah. overpriced and, and, Lululemon pants. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, so you buy it. You, you buy it for the for the aesthetic and for the flex. Absolutely. This yes. has been a problem though this year. You couldn't get. I mean, the, Microsoft has said, "Yeah, we're not going to have the the new mm-hmm. Xbox Series X and any no. supply anytime soon." And especially PlayStation Five. Yeah, PlayStation yeah, Five you, very hard to find. Mm-hmm. If you you know if you got one, you were lucky. Uh, this even the switch, and they say available October eighth. But you have to wonder with chip shortages and so forth, how hard is this oh, going to be to get? I've already had like three people um, ping me who want them because, like, one person they gave their old switch to someone else, another person like they mm-hmm. just they know but they, they know that you're one. very yes, good they know at this. I'm, they know you, I'm the person. They're like, yeah. yes. Yeah. They're like, Christina, yeah. you have Please to get help. me a, a switch OLED. What so would I'm your like, strategy I'm be for uh, acquiring one of these? Okay, so the, the, your two main tools for this, well, there are threes, but your, your main tools are going to be Discord and Twitter. And so you want to set up alerts on both of them. You want to join a number of different Discords where they have drops and they will send notifications for when things go out. Uh, Twitter is the same way. There are certain uh, uh, people you can follow and you turn notifications on for that person and you get alerts. The other yeah. thing Wario is- Wario 64, you, especially. Yeah. Wario 64 is great, but there's some other ones too. What, what's like, that? He, so that's he, a person. He's, a, that's a, he's person. a person, and and he finds all the latest deals and links and stuff that works. Uh, mm. But he's how come you both know this? 
If you because two know this, this, everybody knows this, right? Everybody yeah, knows this. That's the problem. Can you help yeah. me get which a bicycle? Which is becoming the problem. <laughs> I, I'm trying to buy... I'm trying to, can you help me get some bicycle no, pants? I'm trying to buy a bicycle, right? And you can buy the... See, this is becoming the problem. Everybody yeah. knows all the tricks You out. can buy yeah. the really cheap yeah. ones and the really... So if I want to buy a $400 bicycle, easy. If I want to buy a $10,000 bicycle, easy. But try to find a $1,500 bicycle. They're, they're like completely mm. backordered until yeah. next year. Is this yeah. chip shortage Everybody's too? Like, no, it's, I don't know what it is. It's Chinese motors? COVID. No, they don't chips in these bicycles that I know of. Well, it, the e-bike thing has gotten really well, e-bikes, hot. So yeah. like, I'm, yeah, e-bikes I'm testing got the really e-bike hot. and there, there's a big thing there. But hey, continue, Christina. No, but even analog Wait a minute. bicycles. I got to know. Okay, so yeah. now which Discord servers do I have to join? <laughs> <laughs> I'm following. There are a lot of them. I am now following Wario64. I'm now following. Yes. There are a lot of discords um and some of them work better than others because i'm in a bunch of them some for video games some for <laughs> graphics cards some so, for cpus like whatever some for shoes i just um, want to point problem- out wario 64 <laughs> has one million followers yes he is posting with affiliate links which makes yes means he's probably making making a ton of 100 a lot of money doing this and, yep. and and he doesn't sleep. And, and the thing is, is that to my knowledge, he's not bought. Well, he like, needs a Casper mattress. Buying, he's buying clearly. links. Is it? <laughs> he's, he's, he, is it a group of people, or do we know it's just one person? That I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's only one person because there have been times when, and because this happened when I was able to score so many PS fives in the. Did the he winter. slide into your D, um, your gossip girl DMs? No, no. Okay. He did not slide into my DMs. No, but what happened was that he would go to sleep, and it, oh. I was up at like like two, three o'clock in the morning Pacific time. I would catch drops from some other people and he would then wake up and have had missed the drop, right? So uh, this is why you sometimes have to follow multiple uh, people and multiple discords to get people when they're awake. That's the other thing too. So the main thing is you, you get these notifications. Now everybody gets them. It's a lot harder than it used to be. But, and this is the most important thing. Once you have these notifications, you need to be ready to go. That means that you need to have your payment information pre-configured in your browser. Yep. If it is with a main retailer like Best Buy or Amazon or Walmart or whatever, you need an account. You need to be signed in. You need to have it ready to go because you might yeah. have seconds. I'm not even kidding. Mm-hmm. You have seconds. Coffee to is to for closers. You got to be a closer. Coffee is yeah. for closers. Like, 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 like the day that I scored three PS5s in one day, uh, which was my birthday, I might add, like it was because I was just on it and i had all systems <laughs> you're fired. the problem it was, it was you're part day. of the problem you're buying no three, i'm not that's two people who couldn't get a ps5 <laughs> for, people. It's for others right? I, I i sold them at cost oh, I made okay. okay. and, and had them shipped directly to my friends okay. i am not the problem i am the good person here i could okay. have like made thousands <laughs> of dollars and i made yeah. nothing <laughs> I've made yeah. zero money. I like how you were outraged that I suggested that. <laughs> yes. You were just like outraged. How dare you? Because, how dare you, sir? Because, because I'm not the problem. I'm like actually going out of my way to help people. Like I'm yeah, actively yeah. going out of my way to help. What, um, so I've what never topic, sold by the way? <laughs> we should uh, we should mention like uh, I think people who have the original Switch, if they if you did not get the refreshed Switch in 2019, which has uh, the the better battery chipset and better battery up to nine hours of battery, that is a good reason to upgrade. Because then you get is, much actually. better battery and portable, and you get OLED, and you get better speakers, although we don't know what that's going to be. Um, so right. this is an upgrade and, from the original yeah. Switch, not so yes. much Definitely. from the upgraded Switch of a couple of yes. years ago. exactly. And because yes. I have so, the so Animal you, Crossing one, I have the upgraded Switch. You have the yes. upgraded one, yeah. that, which was another reason why I bought the Animal Crossing one yeah. for my that, overwhelming And the lovely pastel colors. Well, it was mostly as the aesthetic, but I yeah. was able to justify it by saying, oh, well, it's also newer and has better battery you, life than, like, my are, OG one. Yeah. Are you, are you still actually – Nintendo's getting some heat because they haven't really updated Animal Crossing in a while. I know. Mm. I haven't played it that much in the last few I months, lost interest. Yeah, I, I decided to be a Viking instead, so. 
It's been a year, you know, like, I I don't know. I don't know what else is going to happen there. But uh, while we're also talking about this, I don't think the idea of the Switch Pro, the Switch Pro was that 4K upscaling thing using DLSS. Um, That's probably not dead. That could easily happen. No, I don't think so. That was the rumor. So you think think that that, they just don't have the chips. Yeah, that's yep, the problem. No chips. Yeah. Because it would be it would mean a whole new Tegra processor it, that it, supports whole new Tegra. Uh, DLSS and everything. Yeah. A whole new yeah. Tegra. And now they could just use what they've been using for the past, you know, four exactly. years. Exactly. They can continue fabbing those. They just Are they the using NVIDIA chips now? They're using the yes. Tegra X one right now. Okay. The, the X one, which is actually one. a very good chip. It's but, very good. It's what's in this it's, a, it's in the NVIDIA Shield. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have one in the Shield and it's a it's a very powerful ship. Uh but they, if you if you're going to upgrade, you have to have a better chip. So they'd need a better mm-hmm. chip than that. And and nobody and Nvidia is not doing that right now. It would they would to do our it knowledge, for Nintendo. They'd have to have a yeah. custom one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Whereas the existing one was like the existing, you know, X one. They made a few modifications. Are you exhausted, right? Larry? I, I, but- well, first of all, I'm probably the only one on this panel who isn't a gamer. So I'm sort of thinking. What's wrong with you, I Larry? I still want to get Larry a switch. Yeah, get yeah. me a bicycle and I'm happy. <laughs> Without well, a what you really it. want is a bicycle with a that powers your game machine so well, that you bicycle possible. and game yeah. at the same time. I've often thought, especially when I was playing World of Warcraft, and there's a lot of running around, I thought it'd be really good if I were actually running. Like if yeah. I had a treadmill... And I were running. You can do that. Set up a laptop stand. Yeah. 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 And you can wear these at leisure pants. Oh, no, you can't. Ath- actually, uh, athleisure. 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 Let me take a little break. I'm exhausted. Just the uh, the whole process of buying a Nintendo Switch. We just updated you on so much culture. Well, oh, just my said, God. Somebody in the chat room said one of the strangest twits in recent memory. Absolutely. I, I, I guarantee you. <laughs> High five, Christina. High five. <laughs> do, it, do it across us. Yeah, just let, let the old guys sit back and you guys can high five. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So hold on, guys. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. More of the show. Great panel. Uh, but... We had such a good week on Twit. I thought you should watch this little mini movie. Watch this, Devinder. It's good. All right. That's a good exercise. <laughs> Let me look at what YouTube recommends for me. Twit, the Sudoku for people who don't like Sudoku. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Hold on, hold on. Sudoku How do you possibly people. make a video out of Sudoku? Well, Jeff. How? It's fascinating. <laughs> Previously on Twit. Security Now. The so-called Windows print nightmare was overshadowed by the Sodino Kibi malware, which the Revil ransomware gang managed to infiltrate into Kaseya servers. We have at least now the worst ransomware event in history. All about Android. You know where the people also are. Yeah. They are absolutely on Pokemon Go, which is celebrating an anniversary this week. Pokemon Go is five years old. It has made $5 billion in revenue from player spending in the last five years. Five billion, man. That's a, that's a lot of money for one game. <laughs> that is just insanity to me. Windows Weekly. Microsoft is uh, going to lose that Jedi deal. The DOD has canceled it, right? They're going to redo the contract and rebid the contract. It's now, instead of called Jedi, it's called Joint Warfare Cloud Capability. So it's going to be a multi-cloud deal this time, which it should have been the first time, right? Yeah. So all of them could win then. Yeah. Everybody can be a winner. Twit. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules, and so do I. <laughs> Our show today, actually, this is a really interesting company. It's brought to you by Our Crowd. Have you heard about these guys? This is really interesting. A bunch of venture capitalists got together and said, you know what we could do? 
what we should do is give people a chance to participate in our deal flow, mm. right? The whole thing that makes you a successful investor is that you get access to these deals before anybody else does. You can get in before the exit, before the IPO or the acquisition, and really make some money. If you wish you were in on some of the best-performing IPOs of the last couple of years, you need to know about our crowd. Our crowd investors were... And now you can join them in what's next. Now, with our crowd, you need to be an accredited investor and you'll have access to invest directly, easily, and most importantly, early on some of these very exciting new companies. Our crowd investors have benefited from our crowd companies IPOing. I'll give you some examples like Beyond Meat or being bought by companies like Intel or Nike or Microsoft or Oracle. So those exits are really are really what where you make your your money. But the problem is you have to get in before the exit. You have to get in early. You have to get the access. That's where our crowd can help. They are venture capitalists. They're investment professionals. They have an extensive network, and they're ready to let you in to some of the most promising private companies and startups in the world. They do very deep due diligence, so you don't have to. They meet with management teams. They, they, they do very comprehensive vetting of deals because they're about to make them part of their own portfolio. That's the thing that's important to understand. They're participating in this uh, and they're giving you a chance to participate. So this is they're doing the research for their own portfolios as well. Once our crowd has selected a deal, they offer accredited investors the opportunity to invest alongside of them using the same, on the same exact terms they're paying. And by the way, you can get into this for free. At least join and find out what's going on at our crowd, O-U-R-C-R-O-W-D.com slash twit. You can even go there right now, sign up and review the current deals. If you do, Only if you decide to participate would you have put any money in. So this is a chance to learn about some of these exciting startups in a whole bunch of interesting areas. And if you say, hey, you know what, that looks like a good investment, you can get into it. Now, I have to say, you have to be an accredited investor. And there are benchmarks. Every country has benchmarks. So when you go to sign up at ourcrowd.com slash twit, it'll say what the benchmark is. You have to have a certain net worth, a certain income to be an accredited investor. This is to protect people, you know, from betting the rent on this stuff. But if you're at the stage in your life where you're making investments... And you're trying to go beyond, you know, just the average mutual fund. You And you're looking at, you know, some of the exciting stuff that's going on in, in venture capital. This is a way to get involved at a much lower entry fee. You don't have to be a billionaire to do it. As you review the deals, you'll have access to our crowd's investor relations team. You can talk to them on the phone about, you know, if, if you're concerned or about your goals uh, they they are they review thousands of companies. They've already invested hundreds of millions of dollars. They've closed investments in over two hundred companies. These are legit, and they and they have chosen dozens of companies that have made exits. Accredited investors can participate in single company deals for. And I want to be upfront so you understand this isn't for everybody. But if if it, typically as little as ten thousand dollars, you can. They also have funds combining a variety of investments. You can get in one of the Our Crowd funds for as little as $50,000, but a minimum of 10000 is required to invest. The investment terms may vary depending on your jurisdiction. So what you'll do is you'll go to OurCrowd.com slash twit and enter the country you're investing from, and, and you'll see what those rules are. 
I'll give you a good example. Right now, you can join our crowd's investment in a company called Cyto Reason, C-Y-T-O-R-E-A-S-O-N. Uh, they've partnered with five of the ten largest pharma companies to deliver life-saving drugs at a fraction of the time and cost. They use AI models of the human body at a molecular level, completely changing what's possible in this huge trillion-dollar drug development landscape. Very interesting stuff. At, at, the, at the very least, you'll get to get Read the documentation, learn about it, and if you decide to, you can get in early on Cyto Reason and other unique opportunities. OurCrowd.com slash twit. I thought this was really interesting. I wanted to introduce this to you. If you're interested in investing, you you can start by joining Our Crowd. No cost to do that. Absolutely free. O-U-R-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash twit. I think this is kind of an unusual and interesting Sponsor, when they came to us, they said, that's very interesting. I want to tell people about it. Ourcrowd.com slash twit. Uh, Jedi contract. I'm sorry, Christina. I know you were all excited about this $10 billion <laughs> Pentagon contract. <laughs> Pentagon's yeah. canceled it. Microsoft won it. Amazon was pissed. They said it was political. And they slowed it down so much the Pentagon threw up their hands and said, oh, screw it. So uh, that was going to be a big business for Microsoft, a billion dollars a year. They've yeah. replaced it with something they're calling a multi-vendor cloud computing contract, MVCC. And Just the only as sexy a name. Two ven- yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, and then the only two vendors, this multi-vendor thing, are Amazon and Microsoft. So you both win. Everybody wins. Yay. Everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. Look! Look! Seattle! Seattle wins, basically, That's right? Yeah. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Washington State wins is, is is how it ends up. You know, it's uh, maybe maybe you guys aren't the right guys to to ask about this, but it does seem to me. So the Pentagon wanted to really update their cloud infrastructure for security, and you know, there's good reasons to do this. Uh, they bid it out. Oracle wanted it. Uh, Amazon wanted it. Microsoft ended up getting it. And and but the the court battles have just you know killed it. They need it. So they decided to go for a multi-vendor cloud. Isn't that kind of the way to go these days anyway? Isn't that the right thing to do? Or is that too complicated for the Department of Defense? I think it depends on what they're doing, but I'll mm-hmm. let you go on. I think from a security standpoint, it makes sense to have not a single point of failure. Yeah, I think multi-home, yeah. multi-cloud environments are kind yeah. of the, the wave of the future anyway. They're very hot right now. Especially after all these ransomware attacks we're seeing, yeah. which, yeah, a single point has led to disaster for a lot of companies, yeah. These, this cloud yeah. will host not just unclassified material, but secret and even top secret material. So security is really important. It has to and be that becomes, global. Right. And that becomes, I guess, to me would be the question about some of the secured stuff. I would imagine that in those cases, you wouldn't necessarily be able to have a multi-cloud thing because... Like our government cloud and, and Amazon's government clouds are stored in these like secure, you know, like locations and, and separate data centers. And I, I think that the way that you would set that stuff up would be that you wouldn't necessarily make that interoperable with another cloud vendor, right? So it might be one of those things where for some types of things you use one service, for other types of things you use another. So I, I'm not sure how they'll figure that out. It definitely out. makes it more complicated. There's no no question about that. And complexity maybe is the enemy of reliability and security maybe um but redundancy isn't a bad idea either yeah, I, I think the, yeah. the challenge the, the challenge and i think this, this is true for all the different cloud services is that 
all of the companies have their own kind of special sauce and their way of doing different managed offerings and, and different things. And yes, you can have Kubernetes and you can have kind of your own, um, you know, like kind of third party like plane to be able to have like cross, you know, uh, support across the different services. But the way that Amazon system for certain things works, it's going to be different than the way that Azure system works for different things, which is going to be different than how Oracle's works or, or Google Cloud's works. And so the more that you really go all in with that vendor and use a lot of the stuff that they've optimized in a specific way, the harder it is to replicate or have a one-to-one experience with those same sorts of features with another cloud. So in that case, maybe you look at it as like, okay, we're not going to be using some of these you know, tried and true, like really like, you know, more, more efficient, you know, managed services. And we're just going to be trying to, to use it more as, you know, a data center play. I'm not sure what they're going to be doing. I'm, I'm not, I don't work on that part of it, but I do work on Azure. So. I just you know, hope the DOD has do. some very talented IT professionals because. And they're not I, using yes. Kaseya and SolarWinds either. I mean, yeah. you know, Connect Safely, for example, now is using Amazon Web Services for our, our mm-hmm. website. Yeah, we do for ours Incredibly as well. Incredibly complicated. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to hire a guy. You oh, know, you got to hire a guy. I mean, and, and I, yes. back when I was on HostGator, I could manage it myself. Oh, no, 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 no. Way no, beyond no. that. No. Yeah. No. We, you know, yeah. I was stunned. We said when we did our new uh, website maybe five years ago, mm-hmm. we're running. <laughs> We're running on this and that. There's Redis and there's uh, Heroku. There, it's running on three or four different servers. Right. It's uh, we're running through cl- Amazon's CloudFront. Uh, we're, I mean, it is so complicated. And thank goodness we have a, a good uh, IT guy. Russell right. knows what he's doing. But yeah, I don't know how. I mean, the the, the world has gotten more complicated, not less. But oh, yeah. we are on multiple different servers, and I guess there's reasons to do that. You know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Pokemon Go. <laughs> Back to the fun stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pokemon Go. Uh, this is the fifth anniversary. It launched five years ago, 2016. Wow. $5 billion in revenue for Niantic, the company wow. that does it. Five, not only $5 billion, but it's going up. The first mm-hmm. half of 2021 is Pokemon Go's best ever start to a year. Revenue is up 34% from the first half of 2020, 130% from the first half of 2017, the first year uh, that they were around. It is still a big hit. I still see crowds of people like wandering with the phones and doing the things. And I think they relax some location rules, right? Uh, To to help with pandemic, uh, you know, actually playing and everything. So that probably led it, to it. It's probably yeah. the most popular application of augmented reality. Oh, easily. Oh, definitely. By, by far. By far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I love and that. good for them. Yeah. I, like, I think a lot of us were wrong. We wrote it off as being kind of like a summer fad because we stopped using it. But the users didn't. And, and it's be, they've continued to add more things to it. And they've, I have to give Niantic a lot of credit because they've really embraced the community around it and really listened to them. And um, it, it's it's interesting to me that we haven't seen necessarily like other IPs and other games from Niantic. You know, like it seems like Pokemon Go is basically their big thing, which is okay. They flopped but, with the Harry the Harry Potter game flopped. I yeah. was all excited. I thought, oh, this is gonna be great, and it was I guess too grindy. So it it's interesting. It's hard to do a a, a hit. It game. is. It's, 
And it's hard to do a follow-up. I, I always think of, um, who was the studio who did Kim Kardashian's Hollywood Glue? Glue, uh, uh, Glue Interactive or whatever. Yeah. Um, Kim Kardashian's Hollywood was a good game. Like It, it was. It, it was a it lot was, of fun. It, yeah. It, 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 I mean, it, it should be maybe illegal the way that they had the casino <laughs> type of thing with it. But but it was it was a fun game. But then they had like the, the Katy Perry follow-up, which flopped, and the Taylor yeah. Swift follow-up, which was terrible. And you can't and blame... I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. And, yeah, you can't blame the artists for that any more than you could say, no. oh, the problem is Harry Potter isn't as popular as Pokemon. That's not the right. case. No, it's just sometimes you just, it, you know, it's lightning in a bottle. It's like with any other creative endeavor. Sometimes you're going to yeah. have hits and sometimes you're not. Mm-hmm. But Pokemon, Pokemon Go, Pokemon is five just years. A, it's a little more accessible. You have the older fans. You have the young fans. Like it is a broad swath of people that can play that. And yeah, it's really easy to get into. It. She loves it. Yeah. 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 It's also kind of language agnostic in a way. You know what yep. I mean? Like you, you don't even need, it's global. Need to be able to, to, in to fact, speak I think I did this last now. week, but you know, we, we left, we're pulling out of Afghanistan, pulling out a little bit early. Right. We left Bagram air force base a couple of weeks ago. Right. Turns out the, uh, the air force personnel who were stationed there were playing <laughs> Pokemon go like crazy. Wow. Of course and you can, yeah. you can change your location and your phone and go there and you'll see there's all these gyms <laughs> occupied by Pokemon with zero hit points because they've been there a long time they're kind of forlorn and bedraggled but because no one's trying to take the gyms back we still we may not hold bagram air force base but we hold the gym at bagram air force base pokemon go still lives there yeah i remember playing it when it came out and i didn't even realize it was still around i mean i oh it's huge it was fun for a few days than ever Create, bigger now than ever you see the crowds yeah. of people they're like and sometimes it's sort of like watching like uh zombies from the walking dead or something just like a yes. crowd of people just staring down and then they all move together and you know they're playing because like, the they're moving their, their fingers you know. are going around yeah. I, I thought they yeah. were showing yeah. up to see me no no <laughs> no sorry we were in san diego when pokemon go came out in 2016 yeah. oh wow yeah. and yeah. Th- I, there were all the it was i thought oh there's a concert going on because there's all these people in the median uh of the strip there and they're all it's jammed shoulder to shoulder and I said well, is there somebody playing and I couldn't I didn't see any. they were all playing Pokemon Go and there was a big <laughs> battle going on it was amazing and it was fun to be a part of at yeah. the time and it was yeah. good that they relaxed those location requirements during COVID mm-hmm. the interesting mm-hmm. thing is they're talking about bringing them back and I'm saying you guys are making more money than ever maybe you should just leave that why yeah. why mess with a good thing it's uh, it must be hard to balance. That's the thing. I think but that's yeah, the I was gonna say. I was yeah. gonna say there's the balance to it. I'm sure because like yeah. you know they have their in person events that have been widely successful, hugely and, successful. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot know, of accessibility were... arguments for it. Like that's I've I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of people writing about that. Like it, it it's really hard to go out to a physical place sometimes and get to a it specific is. thing, or you right. can't move as it quickly is. to follow some some Pokemon that's out there. Um, want to point out that they did show us a glimpse or at least like a an anime glimpse of what it would be like on hololens 2 that's right that was kind yes. of fun and yeah. that was really and, cool uh, and they yeah. never it, it's never, not real that never happened yeah no i mean it's it was just like a pre-rendered demo but i think it's the idea of what they could do with that eventually like once if we had if we all had air our glasses like you you bet we would still be playing Pokemon oh god Go. the zombies yeah. oh god back. yes yeah everybody be wandering around walking into traffic <laughs> looking for yeah. pokemon i can't I, it's gonna be a nightmare i mean if we had air glasses people might not have stayed indoors with with covid i'm exactly. not right. joking like you might exactly. have had like more right. people yeah. who would have been unwilling to to stay indoors be like oh i can walk around and it, everything's empty it's great it's like dude stay inside <laughs> like, 
We, uh, as you know, Fourth of July was last Sunday. For we very rarely miss a tweet. We did a tweet on Saturday, so I unfortunately couldn't play this for you then. But I'm going to play it for you now. Mark Zuckerberg, oh gosh, oh, oh, on a wakeboard, oh. waving the American flag, wishing you all crossing the Delaware River. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Ready. No, don't play the audio because then we'll get a takedown from John Denver. Uh, Wishing you all a very happy Independence Day. You guys are great. This was the best twit ever. Well, at least the weirdest. Thank you, film girl. (laughs) It's it's always a pleasure to have you on. Christina Warren, senior cloud advocate at Microsoft at Film Girl. You going to do anything for Inspire? I am not involved in Insider, but there will be cool stuff coming. I know there will be cool stuff. You excited about Windows 11? I'm very excited about Windows 11, yeah. actually. I'm running it right now on the machine that I'm doing this Ooh. from. So. What? You're wow. bold. You're brave. You're, you've got a better machine than I do. It's very stable. It's very stable. Yeah. yeah. Try it. Well, uh, can you help my friend Larry here? Yeah, really. I have, a, I have a three-year-old PC that won't run it. Oh, because you have a seventh-generation Intel? I have a seventh-generation yeah. Intel, yeah. yeah. I know. So. It'll run the, the public release. Like My theory on all yeah. this, and you can, can, you don't have to, you just pull your ear if I'm right, Christina, <laughs> is the problem when uh, when a new version of Windows comes out is there's going to be a whole bunch of people say, oh, especially when you have cosmetic changes. I don't want that. Don't make me change. People did that with Windows 10. Oh, every, yeah, every don't version. make me change. Well, it was really Windows 8, but yeah. Windows 8, don't Ooh. make me yeah. change. I don't Ooh. like that. So Microsoft thought, now, what if we made it so you couldn't have it? Oh, people want then what? And they did. Yeah. And people, Induce I Solo. want Windows 11. I want oh, it. Yeah. Right? I don't think that's Tug really your ear. Uh, Come on. Come on. I know. No? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. If FOMO-induced hysteria. No, I, I, I don't think that's the reason. I, I would say, like, I think they're looking into it. They've said that they're going to look for the feedback. There mm-hmm. are some different driver requirements um, that, that they want for security standpoint. And so... Maybe no. that's I think it, yeah. worked out with the yeah. vendors. It might have to do with Meltdown that. Inspector because the mitigations Absolutely. are eighth generation yeah. and later. It might have to do, uh, you know, the TPU requirement, I think you could safely say, is about security. Well, the other cynical argument is Microsoft doesn't make any money if I upgrade my three-year-old machine, but they do make some money if I buy a new Windows machine. I think that's now, also true. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that that's right. the issue, but it, it is in fact the case. Well, don't so, be such a cheapskate. Right. Buy a new machine. I, Microsoft exactly needs some help It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. I'm going to have to have it. Uh, great to have you, Larry. Con- yeah. Plug connectsafely.org. Well, come to connectsafely.org. We have materials on almost all of these social media companies. Microsoft is one of our supporters. Uh, we are about to launch the Senior's Guide to TikTok because it turns out, Leo. Old folks, it. TikTok Old guys too. our age, TikTok great. too. Uh, and Bobby we also, Weir is TikToking. I just saw and, his name, uh, Bonner, We also have things for, to- for tots as well. So uh, advice for parents of two and a half year olds. Uh, TikTok yes. for tots? I need it. Not TikTok for tots. Okay. We have, we have tots with tech, uh, we call it. That's a good name. My though. tot definitely loves TikTok. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Not supposed to be on yeah. TikTok. But well, but he, no. Yeah. Well, she just watches the, the animals. That's, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. And does she, has she figured it out? You can swipe up? Oh, yes. Most yeah. definitely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she swipes through. I can't even swipe anymore. You're it's training her. Well, your grandfather <laughs> might like it too. So we're trying to we're trying to serve all, is she, all generations. Is she fast? Like, does oh, she yeah. watch two yeah. seconds? And go, no, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. absolutely. And She's, then if we find something and she wants to watch it like ten times, if I swipe away, she will swipe right back up to that video. Oh like, my god! Yeah. She's learned. It's amazing. Two Great. year old. So cool. Mm-hmm. Connectsafely.org if you want to keep your yeah. two year old or your, your two hundred year old yeah. unsafe. Either one <laughs> on uh, on the internet. Right. 
And Devinder Hardwar, senior editor at Engadget. Of course, don't forget the Slash Film podcast he does, where you talk yes, about... The Slash Filmcast. Yeah. Slash Filmcast. Um, what's what's the latest Slash Filmcast? What's the latest? It's going to be Black Widow. I had a lot of fun with that. Um, we, we reviewed the new Soderbergh thing, uh, No Sudden Move, last week. That was... Okay, I wish I had more fun with it, but uh, for our Patreon subscribers, we reviewed The Limey, which is a movie I love. Great oh, movie. I love movie. The Limey. Great yeah. movie. Love The Limey. He so, is, yeah, he is one of the... Stuff. There, there's a whole category of British Cockney yep. actors, like Jason mm-hmm. Statham, and what's who's the guy in Limey? Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp. Zod! When they show up, I go, yeah. 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 It's going to be a good movie. Yeah. Right? Love Terrence Stamp. Uh, good. Uh, slash film... Cast just search for that in your favorite podcast player. I didn't give you a chance to uh, to plug anything, Christina. Uh, just anything you want to plug. Follow her to find yes. out how you get to PlayStation Five. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, my Twitter film underscore girl, and then I do a weekly podcast, Rocket, on uh, oh, yes, FM of course. with Brianna Wu and Simone de Rochefort, which is a lot of fun. Yes. So that's Relay dot FM slash Rocket. Highly recommend Rocket. Uh, three of the best people in the business. It's a it's a must listen to show thank you all three for being here thank you all for for watching we do this week in tech every normally every sunday we're back in the sunday schedule uh around uh 2 30 p.m pacific 5 30 eastern 21 30 utc i say the time because you can watch us make it live you're not watching the show you're watching us make the show uh, all the good parts will be left in all the bad parts will be taken out later uh, but you get all of it if you go to twit.tv slash live if you're watching live Please join us live in the chat room, irc.twit.tv. We also have a Discord chat room because we've got something new. We, uh, we're we really happy. It's gone very well called Club Twit. It's a way to support what we're doing, kind of like a Patreon page. It's uh, it's with a company, Patreon company called Memberful. $7 a month supports us, gives you some benefits too. You get ad-free versions of all of our shows, no ads, no tracking. Uh, makes the shows about half as long, but, you know, it's still good. Uh, you also get access to our wonderful Discord channel, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, great community of people. And a chance to listen live, participate live in our shows, chat with all the show hosts, and a lot of different topics, including, yes, there's entertainment stuff. Uh, if you're interested... Oh, and there's the Twit Plus feed, which is all the stuff that doesn't make it into the show because it happens before or after shows and things like that. Our tech break feed, things like that. Uh, all of that is available at twit.tv slash club twit if you're interested. Uh, this show is available, of course, like all our shows at twit.tv. You can download it there. You can also uh, go to our YouTube channel. Every show on the network has its own YouTube channel. Subscribe in your favorite podcast player. You'll get it automatically. Please do that. Uh, and if you, if your podcast player allows reviews, please leave us a five-star review. Spread the word. Sometimes when a show's been around as long as we have, people forget that it's around or forget to, it, that it exists. So remind people, we're still here, still going strong. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being here. We'll see you. I'm going to take a vacation. going to go to Hawaii with the fam. But uh, Jason Snell will be filling in for me next week with a great show. Uh, and I will be back in two weeks. Have a great week. Another twit is in the can. Bye-bye.